What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I thought you were probably like a 28-year-old gay Asian guy. Ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. I don't know if I'm going to put a number on this one. I don't, because I don't know if this is going to go on the Red Circle page. I don't know if this is going to go on the regular page. I don't know. So you'll just figure it out when you're listening. When you go to download it, you'll know what number the show is, or you'll know that you got it on the bonus content. It's up to you. You figure it out yourself. Uh, we're going off the board a little bit today. No Ed Daly with me, but you should still buy his book, Heroes and Jerks, Amazon.com. Go buy his book. It's lots of pages. I still haven't bought it, but it's at the top of my summer reading list. I just have two other books going right now. Once I get through with those, my the next book on Brian's summer reading list is Heroes and Jerks by Ed Daly. So... Check that out. Buy his book, Amazon.com. I am joined by new friend of the show. You heard her here with me recently. She's back. Molly McAleer joins us now. Molly, what's up? Dude, what's up? I literally just realized when I was looking at my phone that I have your name saved as Brad in my phone. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Is that know. like an auto? I, I was like, no, but I mean, this goes to show my lack of a... Uh, it's my unfortunate lack of investment in you. Like I really thought you were a gay man. You and every woman in my life. Can we get deeper into this? Like literally I, if, if you asked me what your Instagram profile photo was, yeah, I have very bad vision. Yes. I'm uh, as we know, um, I thought that your picture was like a 20-year-old Asian man eating ramen in a um exaggerated manner. So so I recently changed that's, that's what I thought your picture was. You're not far off because A, that picture was taken of me in Asia. I just <laughs> happened I just happened to be drinking a beer. So I did like have something to my lips. That could have been chopsticks, but I was taking a sip of beer. And so you're not really far off. So brutal, dude. I had you saved under the wrong name in my phone, even though I know your name. Mm -hmm. And I literally, uh, I just followed some context clues around you. I think I was zoning in on that bamboo or something. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I I was I was like on a patio or I was like an outdoor of like a tea house. When yeah, I was drinking like that beer. if I had yeah. to guess, up until you and I started recording together, I thought you were probably like a twenty-eight-year-old gay Asian guy, Fuck. for sure. 
Teague. That was like my outward assumption of you, which is like wild because like, why would you know about Carl from Rosemead if right. those are your stats? That's right. Not that it's like, you know, obviously Carl from Rosemead is universal, yeah. but I just, yeah, I, I totally had you pegged wrong. And I think that there's a, like a lesson in that maybe. Right. Don't, don't base your, don't make assumptions Based Don't on judge a, a book by its cover, right? On based a t- well, but it's not even a cover. Like the cover of a book is a whole cover. A uh, 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 a uh, an Instagram icon b- profile pic thumbnail. Right. What are we calling it? Profile pic is if is smaller than a dime. It's a tiny it little is, thing, dude. It is so small. Like it's unbelievably small. And like I honestly am not one for like. I don't know. I'm like not one for certain details. Like my brain Same. just has a real um, lack of focus when it comes <laughs> to things like that. So I, yeah, but I'm happy to be here. Um, yours, thank you for having me back. Hold on. I'm looking at yours. Yours, you're so blonde. Yeah, I was, this was my platinum stage in yeah, life. Yeah. R- um, red lips. I don't like no judgment whatsoever you appear to be on substances don't you don't have to answer there's no i don't need any response back from you that's as much as i'll I'll say the problem with me is that i always look like i'm on some sort of substances which is why i am so and sound like i my mom has always said it she's like you're like me you have one drink and you look like you're on heroin And I'm like, you're right. And I was in New York when that picture was Mm -hmm. taken. I was out. I was um, in that photo. And it's a uh, it was taken on a disposable camera because I was having a moment, I guess. Yeah. And I um, was like, take this picture of me outside of this taco truck. And that's what that was. And maybe I was, I probably was in New York. How could you not be having the bag? That's of why course. I could never live there. I would die right. of alcohol poisoning. It's to any of those big cities, New York, Chicago, like the big walking cities where there's literally like you, you live in your building or whatever. There's mm-hmm. four bars on your block. Like, how do you live? (laughs) But also, like, growing up in Boston, like, going to college in Boston, dude, you, like, will walk five miles home from the bar in, like, a parka. And, like, just deal with the fucking snowflakes hitting your ankles because you're too proud to wear tights out. Like, it's bad. You talked about this on your show, how you go to, like, the Patriots Day parade. That's warm, though. That's, like, the first kiss of summer well you talk you but you talk about going out and how it's like an nbd to go out in like a dress and heels in the fucking winter in boston which is nuts to me yeah i mean i always i mean that was a very rare occasion for me i've always been like comfort over style yeah for years like I just, my uniform is a hoodie and jeans and that's just who, that's who I am as a person. I like a, I like a hoodie. I like to put up a hood pride, you know, I feel like I'm having a private moment. Um, and I really enjoy 
that sort of privacy. Right. So yeah, I'm a uh, casual over style for sure. But yeah, dude, you know, that's, that's a thing. Like, yeah, we'd be in a nor'easter and there'd be girls like, you know, out there in their shortest skirt. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Unbelievable. It's, uh, unbelievable. It's nuts. It's nuts. Wild. I, I hate the cold. It's not for me. Um, so we, did we talk about that on your, do was that on that was on my show where we talked about Marathon how, Monday? How you're like, hey, no, no, how you're like, oh, most of my followers are gay men. And I was like, hey. Yeah, that was your show. That was, That's why I yeah. wanted to like also clarify yeah. how disrespectful I am to you. You're, because why? not only Brad did I did I never like I never even I just take things in like I'm a, that's so selfish. I take things in. I don't remember things. And like I <laughs> thought for sure you were like a gay Asian guy, yeah. young, eating ramen. And like because um, I assume, yeah, I assume most people who follow me, most people. Yeah. In general, most people who follow me must be gay or they're like fucking weird perverts. And that yes. like ties back into the oh, conversation we had previously. I could be in either of those categories as far as you know. No, I mean, I assume as much, but like right. one, we're good at talking to each other. You just yes. did my lifetime podcast. Oh like, yeah. When's like, that, when's that coming out? Tell my listeners. Probably like three, two, three weeks. Okay. Um, I don't really remember where we're at right now. I feel like it's two, three weeks, but we did the Amanda Knox movie, which is fabulous. And I said to you, yeah, we need to do, I think we're alone now. And I wanted to do it on your show because I think your audience is a little bit more of this genre. Like I feel yeah. this genre doesn't really hold up in the court of my Patreon. So like, I felt like we should not do that there, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I did, I did get in my head a little bit after the fact where I was like, you know what? I don't know if this audience will like this, but then I realized no one is a greater or more prolific athlete than Kelly. And yes. there's so many lols from her. She does so many like little sports jokes and yeah. metaphors. And yes, yeah. I think your crowd will love this. Well, so a couple things there. One, <clears throat> I think that my, the people that listen to the show, a lot of us are so for the audience, I want to, I want to re-involve the audience here because I feel like we're right. just having a conversation. We're, yeah. we're discussing, we talked about on, uh, when I did Maul's podcast, mother may I sleep with podcast, where we reviewed the <laughs> lifetime movie, the Hayden Panettiere tour de force. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Amanda Knox. Murder on trial in Italy. Murder on trial in Italy. That's so many words. Why would you need that, that many words? We should have talked about that. The worst part is, is yeah. like that title got worked over at Lifetime. Totally. Like they don't just let a title through the front door. Yeah. Like they really will work the titles over. They will change the profound meaning yeah. of some of these movies by changing the titles um, to fit into marketing campaigns. And so I Makes think sense. they wanted, I, I feel like they almost thought it was more searchable or more clear. I was going to say, 
Yeah. You got, you got to have all it's, it's an SEO situation, which is why it's so long. (laughs) You got got to throw extra shit. Yeah. At this era in lifetime movies, it literally may have been SEO because this was, that was like 2000. I was on my couch, like depressed in writing when I first watched that movie. 2011. Yeah. 2011. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounds about right. Um, It's, I'll be honest, and we and we talked about this on your show, but this what we're doing right now will be available before that show comes out. And I'd never seen a Lifetime movie before. Unbelievable! I wasn't. I wasn't. Not even on vacation in Mexico. Like not even like no, on some lame. No, <laughs> I always no. say vacation in Mexico because that's where I also got really like roped into Lifetime again. <sighs> but like you know, it's one of those things that's passively on. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. So for me, that's all, that's exclusively the local news and people make fun of me for this. No, I know. You told me about did, that oh, guy. I did. But, um, yeah, no, I said he's passive aggressive. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. We talked yeah. Mark Brown, the anchor yeah, on eyewitness news. Yeah. By the way, Mark Brown to me will always be the author of the Arthur books. Oh, the Arthur with the, with the big head. What is he? What the is Arthur? Aardvark. He's an get the fuck out of Aardvarks have a long nose. No, well, if you think about the proportions of like an Aardvark's face, actually, I take great offense to this. <laughs> I think Arthur is incredibly anatomically correct. Get if the you fuck were out of here. Take an Aardvark and to put it into well, you're not familiar with the history in the original Mark Brown books. Which, yeah. by the way, he illustrates his kids' names into every single yeah. book, like little Easter eggs, like some little Taylor Swift nightmare. No, but, yeah. He writes his, so it's like a little, like, where's Waldo for you if you're a kid and you're, like, learning how to spell kids' names. But, um, yeah, like, the original Arthur was, like, a straight-up hard-shell-ass aardvark. Like, it was, like, a hard shell looking motherfucker with like a little i don't know like a pencil or something whatever he had dude and then arthur had become more commercial with Uh, time mm. so they made him sort of like a boy yeah but if like a boy was half aardvark and that's the best they could do and honestly i'm fine with it whoa hold on because how do you not like know this well one there's a generation gap here. B, um, I look, I guess, yeah. I'm looking, but I know Arthur, I know what Arthur is, but I just threw in, I just added the word original to my Arthur. You saw something in the mix. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm shook here because the original Arthur looks it's, nothing like modern Arthur. They gave him glasses. They get, they yeah. cut his nose off and they gave him glasses. They, 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 it's a completely different guy. Well, cause like, yeah, it was much more metal. Like when it mm-hmm. came out, like Arthur was fairly metal. And like, that is what it is, is that he went through an evolution because I mean, even when I was growing up, I had OG Arthur and then yeah. the cartoon came out when I was in high school and I loved it. So- no, not high school, middle school. And I loved it sort of ironically. Yeah. Um, I even had like, it's like the Gen Z kids with Peppa Pig. Oh, sure. I think that I think a little bit of 
that's what it is. But yeah, original Arthur is like kind of a vibe. Well, he's got really. a, he's got a normcore shirt, striped shirt on. He's Pajama. buttoned up like I do, buttoned up to the neck. And then out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> he's got a pocket square. He's got like a little like a like a thing in his pocket, but it's like messed up. Like he, like he. I think it's supposed to be a tissue because he had a cold. Oh, because he's got that long ass nose because he's an aardvark. Yeah, Stunned. and it's hard to have a long nose and a cold. Oh, it's the worst. When you're going through it, it seems yeah. like it seems like people with long noses tend to have the most colds. But I I googled an actual aardvark, and it looks <laughs> the new Arthur can fuck right off. And and I'll take it a step further because I I didn't know this till this moment. Arthur's Canadian. Like that. No, he's not. He's from Massachusetts. No, it says when you No, Arthur's from Massachusetts. Hold on. Hold on a second. Arthur (laughs) cartoon. Boston thing ever is that I'm like claiming Arthur. Like I literally am like, no overriding that. That's a Boston memory. Hold on. I got to go on the wiki now. We got to talk about Tiffany, but I'm into this tangent. Arthur is an American Canadian animated educational television series for children ages four to eight. No, yeah, that's oh, pretty hold yes, on, idiot. WGBH <laughs> originated. Yeah, Boston. yeah. yeah get a life, loser. <laughs> like I fucking told you, dude. Get a life. I don't know why. in Hingham, Massachusetts. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. I, I can't believe so, I even test you. <laughs> it is so off base. Like, literally, I'm going to go full Jeff on you right now. Yeah, Jeff People the fuck out of me. That that will hit later, you guys. That yeah. joke will hit later. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, I'm going to go full Jeff on you about yeah. Arthur. How dare you tell me that Arthur's not from Massachusetts? Well, that, I used to answer phones at t- PBS telethons, okay? I'm going, I'm, ju- I'm just reading the wiki. I don't I don't know shit about it. I didn't know he was a fucking aardvark. He doesn't look like a fucking aardvark. I mean, OG one does. He's kind of got OG Arthur is has a Rivers Cuomo vibe to him. And I'm just putting this out here, out there. I know not one thing and I could probably get sued for this. I feel like Rivers Cuomo will eventually get me too. He's, I don't know why he's got that. He vibes. I didn't, I thought you were going to say that John Legend looks like Arthur because he does. I did not know you were going to come out of left field with the Rivers Cuomo is going to get me too. I don't know. I don't, he's probably not. He looks, he looks me tooable to me. That's all I'm saying. You I don't. Call dibs. I'll say that yeah. if like if if it happens, you call dibs for sure. Well, these, my good friend Brad called dibs. Yes, Brad, the Asian ramen enthusiast <laughs> that may love men, is. Oh my god, has, dude, that yeah. is so brutal. There's nothing no, wrong with like, that. By the way, no. Yeah. And by the way, sliding doors moment. That would yeah. not be a bad life. Are you kidding me? Best. I thought you were like. An, an amazingly cultured yeah. gay man that knew about Carl from Rosemead, oh, but that... also enjoyed ramen. Yeah. Like that's not a neg in any way. No, that's just... like a great thing I projected onto you. No, so... I, did, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I didn't mean to to well, give it a negative connotation. Is what I'm saying. No, I'm telling you, <laughs> G- gay men, like gay men are. I I envy them so much. First of all, they're both dudes, so. 
sex is like often. It's a lot. B. Oh, oh, I just figured out what you were saying. Okay. B. No fucking kids. That's a life. That's a life you're looking for. Also. For a second, I thought you were transitioning into the movie. And no. I was like, dude, Jeff's not gay. No, like, of course not. Of course not. If there's one thing about Jeff, he's actually transphobic. He had that one chick in 1985. Um, then also, they have great taste. And, and, and two incomes if they're in a couple. Well, why do you think that all... Of, like in my mind, all of the gay men or all of the men who follow me are gay. It's because yeah. I feel like they have superior taste. Like Do. they know if you want some niche juggalo content, yep. you come to me. Like it is what it is. And that's it. So, so we got to write this down. <laughs> okay. Because I'm obsessed with juggalism. Don't say anything. Don't talk for a second. And this is not, I don't mean that to, I don't mean to, to shut you down, but I know, you know, <laughs> everything about juggalism. I don't know everything, but you know I've a lot for 20 years, but there's always something to learn. I'm not going to be Jeff in this scenario. Like I'll <laughs> let you be the bigger juggalo. I don't know. I'm not. That's the thing. I don't know juggalism, but I, I'm here for it. Like I, I vibe with the jugs of the world. Like they're all about family. They're all about community. They're all about Fago. Like Anti-Semitic rant. Is that like where this is heading? Like is juggalism a word? I don't know. Like, yeah, is that, are you getting me to say something? I don't know. Isn't that juggalos? Right. I'm just, do, I'm just doing the natural okay, extension. Sure. I'm okay, just, I yeah. don't need to urban dictionary this on my phone yeah. really quick and make sure you're not okay. It, yeah, cool. but if it's not there, you should add an entry. Is urban dictionary like wiki? So you should add an entry and credit me. Yeah. Because I'm I'm okay. down with juggalism. I would I you know, the, the gathering was canceled this year, but I've often said, I've been saying for years, I'd make the trek. I mean, I'm not gonna camp if they no, if, oh no. You know, if That's there's if there's a hotel situation and we can get a driver to yeah, shuttle I'm us. Like a, I'm a Bonnaroo girl. Yeah. I don't do Kochi. Yeah, I think no. Kochi's overrated. Disgusting. If I'm going to do a festival, I'll do Rue. But yeah. like, you have to stay off. Like I, the one time I stayed there, I stayed in an RV. And then the other two times I went, I stayed in a hotel. Cause I like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not like, I can't get down like that. No. You can judge me. Um, I'm not like judging America. you. I'm, I'm with you. I know, but I'm referring, I'm tying the audience back well, in well, and I'm hey, letting fuck them, them know. Fuck you know them. Hey, if you, you camp, camp if, yeah, if you camp anywhere, you find a new show to listen to. Well, no, yeah. I was going to say good for you. Um, oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Not gonna, Agree to disagree. I wasn't going to go crazy like that, but no. Yeah. Fuck you. If you like to camp, but like, <laughs> I, that didn't um, take much. <laughs> no, I was, I mean, I was saying it for your sake. So you weren't like embarrassed or oh, whatever. I'm not. But I like, wouldn't be. No, I, um, I'm weary of going to the gathering. Cause like the thing that I respect about juggalos is that they found each other in this world. And I feel like, you know, you're a poser. Really what you'd be, you, you don't want to be a poser. You don't want to go. You don't no, want, I don't want to like, that's like culture going vulture. To, like, 
It's like going to like another religion's church yeah. to like experience it, but like you're not doing it honestly. But like that's you're not that's jugalism. All are welcome, Molly. All are welcome. We're we're it's a family here. It's you don't have to be right. But like I like literally cried like when Vice sent cameras yeah. to the gathering. Like yeah. I legitimately cried and like, oh my God, I could cry about it right now. Like yeah. I think it's so exploitive of like these people that all found each other and yeah. like they deserve happiness and peace and they deserve to not be questioned like i'll sure. never forget when magnets came out and like they Talk were talking about like oh like the new york times like literally interviewed icp and was like tell us about your religious beliefs tell us about this and it's like you think it's okay to bring in two people that have been just like doing their own thing for so long and have made so many people feel accepted. Like you think it's okay to like go up and be like, what are your religious beliefs? Like they're a meme. They don't deserve to be ridiculed for that. No, they shouldn't be. And like, by the way, like you're a fucking poser and a liar. If you ever say that you haven't looked at basic science and been like, how does that work, dude? Like that is on another level yes like beyond literally like i get it we all get how magnets work right but, like i understand the vibe of being like dude but like how does it work like that's crazy like right. you gotta respect icp i know absolutely and i don't it's like i don't i'm not interested out of any kind of uh ridicule or better than ism i'm like literally fascinated i'm interested in that dynamic that culture i want to check it out i don't excuse me i don't want to be i don't want to pretend to be part of it but i want to know those people i want to know what they're about i want to know juggalos well, like they're humans deserving of love. And of like I will say that like my affection for the juggalos is like one of the reasons why I love this movie so fucking much. Oh, it's is good segue. I'm a fan of fans. Like yeah. I really love people that throw their energy into something. Yeah. And like, yes, it may be misguided, it may be misdirected, it may require therapy, but or meds but like ultimately it's such a positive thing it's such a dope thing to be like i love this thing so unabashedly it is who i am like that is such a great energy and i love being around it it's like when i met a concert like i spend less time looking at the band than i do looking around at the crowd like Mm. i just love to see fans in action Mm. i mean yes and no in la it's hard because to like being a fan, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to go on another tangent. The it depends m- on yeah. your seats. It's why I'm a yeah. big fan of like GA and nosebleed. Yeah, like I will still do GA and nosebleeds, even if I had better options, because that's where you get to see the most, you know, human drama. And I love human drama, baby. It's yes. my favorite. I I once saw um, my morning jacket at the old RIP Universal Amphitheater and Sharon Jones and the Dap speaking of RIP Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings opened up and this woman was on stage just fucking 
performing in a way that made my heart melt and everybody around me was just fucking having a conversation the whole time. They're just talking to each other. And I was like, dude, what you're, what's happening on stage right now is transformative. Like just look at it for five minutes and shut your fucking mouth. Like we get it. You have a lot to say about yourself, but just shut the fuck up for one minute and look and listen and be changed, be transformed. Experience the moment. Like I always feel like, from any performance, there's something good to take from it because it sure. is a performance. Yeah. It's hard like, to do. It, even if you, well, like, even if it's not hard to do, even if the person is up there, like, poorly singing karaoke. Right. Like, but get, the something. getting up part is hard. Like the, the, uh, the, the, the doing it. Well, they're like, there's something to glean from the impulse. The commitment. Like, you know yes. what I mean? You're like, oh, this person felt this impulse to get up and sing this Alanis Morissette song. Like, what's going on in their life? Okay. Like, there are so many ways to observe mm-hmm. a shitty performance. Yeah. Like, I went to go see my sketch comedy from college reunion last year, and my friend said to me before, he's like, I'm so nervous. It won't be good. And I was like, everything is good. Like, don't ever forget. Like, even if it's not funny, that is funny. Like, just get behind it, dude. Like get behind the energy. Like there's always some, like there's always something positive to take from a performance. You went, you went to BU. Were you, is that the same? No, I went to Boston college. Oh, that's, Oh, really? Catholic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm Jesuit. Jesuit. Yeah. Yeah. Jesuit. Holy yeah, they raised me. Oh, that totally fucking switches my whole impression of you. I've I've yeah. this whole time oh, no. I, I never like, th- I know I'm Catholic as fuck, bitch. I, I never are thought you, you were a gay like, man. Are you literally trying to out ramen me? Are you trying to be like No, but I just I, on another level of like you're like, oh, I didn't know you were Catholic. Like like no. I had you saved as Brad in my phone. No, like, no, but you did when I was on your show. I think you did say something about <clears throat> being Irish Catholic, and that's not I mean, I have no judgment one way I'm Roman Catholic or was. Well, it's not I don't a know. great thing, but yeah. it, like it is what it is, especially if you grew up in my region, like for that's sure. Like, you know yeah no i get survive. it i'm i'm with you i just <clears throat> for some reason i always thought you were a bu person i guess because so many comedy or performers or entertainment people seem to come out of bu when you when you said boston college that just kind of that kind of shook me a little bit but it's no there's no judgment one way or the other uh, let's talk about yeah something else go, go ahead we're a better school. I mean, of course you are. It's not even close. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I really don't give a shit. Honestly, yeah. no, you are. it's just uh, my Boston narcissism coming right. out. Yeah. I, I do have to clarify that it's a better school. Oh yeah. It's a better school. It's probably not on either lists nor reality, yeah. but um, you know, by nature I have to say, yeah, dude, I'm a fucking Irish Catholic little bitch. Like, right. I was like, yeah, like I still, I'm still such a little bitch. Like it sucks. Like I would not recommend. No. I would not it's, recommend. It's a hard road to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the Tiffany of it all. So like, t- am I cutting you off? Nope. 2008. 
this movie. So this whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, when did they, when was this happening? But this movie came out in 2008. It's called, I think we're alone now. It's a documentary about two tour artists. Right. Like she, you have to remember Tiffany was like the originator of the mall tour. So I lived it like I was in seventh grade dancing at a dance with some floozy. I shouldn't say that. It's some nice girl who's probably my, like a nice woman. Like what the fuck? No, she was, like, no, she's 12. Probably like a tax paying, honest individual. <laughs> she's 12 years old. Like, she, she's probably a nice person now. I don't even remember like, who she was. I'm just, I'm imagining, I'm imagining someone. I'm dating. I was at 12 years old. I'm dancing at my seventh grade. Are you in seventh grade when you're 12? Yeah. I'm dancing at my seventh grade dance with some girl. Very nice girl. Too good to dance with me. hundred percent. And this song was playing like that's, that was a thing. And I remember like seeing magazine shots of Tiffany. It was a whole thing. She played shows at malls. She was, she was a redhead. She played concerts in the mall. I mean, I never went, I did once go to the mall to see K rock DJ Jed the fish host his show. And then like two weeks later he got arrested for heroin possession, but that's not, but Tiffany wasn't there. Those are separate. Those are separate things. Um, she was, she was very big and these, there were a couple guys and I don't know how this movie came to fruition, but we got, we're going to find the director and we're going to interview him because it's too interesting. She dated the gay guy from NKOTB. Lance Bass. No, dude. Joey. Um, it's not Donnie Wahlberg. It's the other one. Jordan. Jordan. Uh, no. Call me Jordan. Jordan. No, Jordan was hot and like not like that. My question on KOTB was Danny. Jordan was the big brother. Right? No, dude. <laughs> no. He was. Um, he wasn't the big brother character in that band. Who was? Who was no. the? He, who was the big one with like the Jonathan. pompadour? Jonathan. Jonathan. No, the one I had a crush on was Danny, and that was the one with the pompadour, and I thought it was because he was attainable, because even at five years old, I, like, understood my place in the world, and I was like, I'm not going to get Jordan, okay? Like, Joey, not interested. No, Joey was was the Justin Timberlake. You know Joey's so mad that he's like, I was Justin Timberlake first. Right, right. No, for sure. You know he's so mad. Yeah. Um. No, you're right. I'm yeah. a dick. Jonathan, you're right. My, why, my buddy Paul my buddy Paul thinks Justin Timberlake's cool and my buddy Paul is no. an adult man. Could can you Dude. could you could you just give me like thirty Justin seconds on what's wrong with that? Is- such a virgin dude yeah. like okay like he's such a virgin. Yep. He has such virgin energy. Yep. He literally like Jessica Biel out of nowhere mm-hmm. comes with an Emmy nomination mm-hmm. and she's writing to the Emmys and he's playing his fucking bunk ass single. He has not been inspired to write any music that is even on par except for something for the trolls soundtrack, which yeah. literally like he's trolling us because yeah. he's like, he is a yeah, troll. I'm married to Jessica Biel. I don't know what's going on. He makes everything about him. He is the worst. He's the worst. I also, well, you know what? I should leverage this by saying that, like, I am to Britney what no one nece- maybe the 
the overeager moderator of the message board. That's maybe who I am with yeah. Britney. Yeah. But like, I love Britney Spears. So I definitely look at Justin and I say, I blame you at J- least partly. Totally. So I don't Justin, but- Justin Timberlake planned his own wedding where he also performed. He, he, he essentially was the bride at his own wedding. I will say to your friend, like, yes, like justified was a great album. No, you know, I think it was to like crazy in love is to Beyonce. Like Mm. I Mm -hmm. absolutely, yes. I think put that on the SATs, you know, that's a bonus question. Like it definitely was like a very, it was a good moment for him. We got sexy Mm -hmm. back. Like, you know, that was a whole thing. Right. But I will say that once he decided he was a freelance comedian and that he would, you know, I think Jimmy Fallon really, some revisionist history on Jimmy Fallon. I feel like he completely enabled Justin Timberlake. I've been saying uh, this for f- a decade. Totally agree. Because by the way, I am smirking right now. Like yeah. I <laughs> definitely don't fully believe this with my whole chest. I do. But, like I definitely, I definitely feel like I need Justin to step up for Britney in a major way before oh. I ever forgive him. Yeah. She's owed. Uh, okay, we're we're d- digressing again, yeah, but I we're owed. like we're yes, owed. Brittany is yeah. also owed, but like yeah. mostly as America, like yeah. I think that would set our soul free. That is what we need in 2020 is for Justin Timberlake to admit that he's the problem. Well, hold on, I don't feel like we should go down this road, but Timberlake 2020, Brittany let. Wade Robson get it in behind Justin's back. I don't know if that's the whole truth. It's part of it. I, I, I we don't want to talk about Britney on this. I will go full Jeff on you. Male and fragility. Literally five hours. Like I will. I will. Let's do. We'll do another episode about that because I, I, I need to know about Britney. Oh uh, yeah, I'll murder you on that. Like, well, I don't know. Done, it's fucking yeah. post for you. But she, I mean, she definitely let. Was there was some crossover between Wade Robson and Justin? Yeah, right? I think that there was that a happens. lot at play. Yeah. I yeah. Oh, think, for sure. Um, the fucking government was involved, dog. I think Aunt Brittany was MK Ultra, oh, like up. within an inch of her life. Yeah. It's not even cute. And I think that mm-hmm. also that relationship was a little bit set up for press. I yeah. think they enjoyed for sure. chicken fingers and sex together in hotels when they were 16. Right. But I don't really think that it was as deep as it was. Mm-hmm. I think that honestly partially it was a press relationship and they probably both had open ends. Are you kidding me? The two biggest pop stars in the world are fucking celibate when they're not together on, on their own tours. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. He was, Justin was Bieberin. Okay. Hold on. Let's talk about Tiffany because there's too much going on here. All right. So this, this movie's about two super fans of the eighties and they even say it in the movie. They're like, um, she was like pretty big no. in 87, right? Jeff says, yeah, in 89, she was fading and pretty yeah, she was much done. 
faded out completely that year yeah. in the public view. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved notes. that. I loved that this documentary yeah. started with her own biggest fan yeah. shading her to fucking film. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, like in 89, she was out. This documentary, what, 2004, you said? Yeah. No, 2008. Okay, 2008. Yeah. This man said this about her a decade past her prime. Oh, yeah. But is still so dedicated to her. He's like, I know she's a flop, but. Right. Well, so we'll get to that. But so there's two guys, right, that are, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That's. Yes. That's misgendering. Kelly is, and I feel like, well, not just because it's the right thing to do. She's but she, I feel her. Like she, 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 her. Yeah. I feel like you have to, you have to like really emphasize Kelly's gender to point out how everyone else in her life is so fucked up. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so Kelly is intersex. So there's two, she has two super fans. One guy is called Jeff Turner. He's from Santa Cruz and he's really super entirely too proud that Tiffany at one point obtained a restraining order against him. Well, that's all you need to know. know. He thinks it's, he's not, I mean, like he's, he thinks it's like funny because he doesn't understand. He doesn't get it. It's a big misunderstanding. He, He literally thinks they're best friends and he's, he connects with her on a level that we don't understand and we never will. And then the other, the other super fan is Kelly McCormick. She lives in Denver. Yeah. But she grew up in Orange County, California. Did she? Went to Buena Buena Park High School. Do you know Kelly? I don't know her, but I'm guessing that we're, close to the same age and she I was gonna say you are like sick and manipulative no to but, have not told me that no but before now I'm I'm from coastal Orange County she's from Buena Park which um of course you know this is where Knott's Berry Farm is and also I wouldn't say I know that but like I could yeah you know I about mean, Knott's Berry Farm you live you lived in LA 15 years you don't know about Knott's Berry Farm I mean, I know about have you been there? Berry Farm. Have I you just been there? Don't have the fucking no. I've never been to the farm itself. You, I have to say, it's an amusement park. I know. I'm kidding. I've never been. Have you been to? I've been outside of it. Have you been to med- medieval times? Ugh. What disgusting? You haven't been. No, I've been. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's right there. That's where she's from. She's from where you went to medieval times. That's where she's from. I, mean, I don't blame that on Kelly. Kelly's yeah. dad had an agent orange yeah. and like, yeah, like Kelly's <laughs> Kelly is, uh, you know, <laughs> there's some stuff going on there. I'll I don't say. blame that on Kelly. I blame that on the Vietnam war. Yes. So they were um, both their dad, both their, they have, so they don't, they're not friends. We should point out they, they exist in the, they exist in their love of Tiffany independent of each other. They're both super fans. They live in different parts of the, excuse me. They live in different parts of the country, mm-hmm. but they both love Tiffany. They're different ages as we learn as Jeff has an issue with, you can tell mm-hmm. um, they're, they're from different places, but they both exist 
separately in their love of Tiffany. And hold on, I'll just I'll just play a clip to get us into it. This is Kelly discussing, (laughs) trying to explain to you. Imagine loving anything this much and imagine judging someone that ha- that cares this much for another person that they've never met or even seen in concert. Okay. Seven hours uh, on the phone. The, the, the difference between me and a stalker. Um, I can't hear it. Is, it's okay though. Uh, they don't truly. It's cause it's cause you're on the same. It's because you're on the, yeah. It's because you're on the same track. Because I had to switch you computers. It's okay though. We don't need to what get. Is, what too am I weeks. missing? It's Kelly talking about how she loves Tiffany to her bone marrow. Oh yeah. Okay, hold on. They love. I think I have that in my notes. It's literally bone There's marrow. There's that one thing on Tiffany that I do not love. There's I mean, not. Yes. Theoretically, I love. Her down, clear down to her bone marrow. She loves her down, clear down to her bone to her marrow. Bone, yeah, yeah, her bone marrow. That's like that's a weird. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I have a couple kids. I've been in love. I don't know that I've ever thought really about anybody's bone marrow. Bone it, marrow. Unless I needed it, like if I needed it to live, I might well, think about yeah. it. I mean, Kelly's been around a lot of medical situations, That's so true. I feel like she's familiar with anatomy mm-hmm. in a way that you and I may not be yeah. um, for a variety of reasons. And it's, uh, yeah, she really loves Tiffany. And like, you know, I mean, you look at it and it's such a complicated but un- un- uncomplicated puzzle at the same time. Like she is clearly living out some sort of vision of her own sexuality and sexual life through this relationship with Tiffany. Like that is her long-term relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think it's merited at this point. Kelly, what you don't want me to say it. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I don't think you can talk about Kelly at all without spoiler alerting that. Okay. Like, we'll learn more. Okay. I'm okay. sure. We'll about talk about her it. Let's let's talk. Let's talk but... more about Jeff. Jeff was <laughs> Jeff was bullied in high school. Jeff right. has he's on the spectrum. He's, you know, he's one of these guys that you wouldn't recognize that he's on the spectrum right away, which is almost a bigger curse for him because. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. You would, you're thinking, Oh, this guy's completely together. He doesn't have any mental issues whatsoever, but you, once you get to know him a little bit, you realize that he does. He's got. When you go into like the general store every day and buy a newspaper that suddenly it becomes a thing. And like, I think we've all been spoken to by a person similar to Jeff or have been a Jeff ourselves at times. Like I know I'm very interest oriented. Like I will talk about juggalos with you for two hours. Like I'm very interest oriented Mm -hmm. 100%. So I relate to that. But Jeff is obviously the most extreme example. Yeah. He's, 
Yeah, he's and he like a lot of people in Jeff's situation, he fixates on certain things. He's got his dad died in Nam. His dad was uh, so Jeff's an Air Force brat, right? He was right. he was going around living at these different Air Force bases. His dad was flying probably A4 Warthogs over in Nam, tank busters. And he gets shot down and dies when he's 13, when Jeff's 13. He, his and, dad was. And Jeff was relieved, he said. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, because I, Jeff, because of his mental situation, isn't able to make, to bond with people. So he, that's why he loves Tiffany. His dad could have also been like mentally absent. Well, like it's very possible that his dad was like, oh, I'm going to keep getting shipped out and yeah. doing tours. Yeah. Like I'm not going to connect. I don't, I don't feel like that's unusual for kids, no. military kids. I will say though, that like, both of these people, Kelly and Jeff, yeah. are intimately touched by the Vietnam War. Totally. Like, bo- both their dads is, are, were in Like, is there a thing? Like, is Tiffany low-key the greatest casualty of the Vietnam War? Like, let's discuss. Like, I feel like if anything should ever happen to her, that is a bigger, a much bigger discussion we should have. Fascinating. Because not only did, not only did Jeff's old man buy it, in the in a, probably a rice paddy somewhere in Nam, right? Then his mom, much like the the Christopher Walken scene delivering the watch in Pulp Fiction, right? His mom hooks up with Jeff's dad's buddy from the platoon. That happens all the time, yeah. dude. It yeah. happens yeah. all the time, and it it, every time it blows me away. It's worse than fucking brothers. I've. Oh, is that like an off-topic reference? No, it's that's a behind-the-scenes reference. The you do hear about this that a lot of times these flyboys will get together and they'll allow their buddies to become intimate with their wives, right? Just in case, take care of her, right? Take care of her now with my blessing. So that you'll be there to take care of her later. Yeah, I follow all the Reddits, dude. I know all about army wives. I know what's going on, baby. It's some sick shit. It's some really, it's some wild shit. It's a wild bust out there. Yeah, these guys are deployed and they're like, hey, I know you can't live for two years without it. But it's okay because Armando, my bunkmate, isn't going to be deployed. Why don't you guys hang out? Right. So you could like me my name on the entire base by mm-hmm. just like getting with every single available cashier at like whatever those right. stores are. The they PX. Have on there. You're talking about the PX. Yeah. You yeah. could either like fuck all the PX dudes or yeah. you could just hook up with my one homie and we'll all right. keep this on the down low. Because it's, you know, it's, it's like it's yeah. very. Yeah. It's it's the the base is lousy with horny dudes. So you it, got you got to just mm-hmm. cut your losses. You got to go. Hold on. Here's here's what I'll allow. Here's 
Manuel. You know, we do. We I'll went to join a multi-level marketing scheme. Yes. I'll let you fuck my friends. Yes. Like yes. I'm yes. just going to go to war right now. Yes. yes. <laughs> totally. And, and I could die. I, yeah. I could die. And, but I could die knowing that you're cared for. And that's what matters. I do think that's nice. Yeah, I do think that's nice. You often hear about widows or widowers that like married their husband or wife's best friend. Yeah. So this is what, this is what happened to Jeff's dad. In, in Jeff's case though, the stepdad seems like a huge fucking prick. Dude, he's such a cunt. Like I couldn't believe it. Like he's unbelievable. Like, you know, granted Jeff is probably a hard, a hard case, you know, like I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be at like, yeah, you know what? Marry into that. That'll be super easy, but he's, you know, picking on Jeff sort of from the moment we see them together Mm -hmm. because he, you know, Jeff is trying to work the VCR and get clips for his documentary that he's going to be in. And like the family should be a little bit more excited about that. Like he's finally getting recognized for all of his years of hard work. And you know, this guy is like, okay, can I spoil it? Well, you wouldn't let me spoil it a few minutes ago, but yeah, go ahead and spoil oh, it. Oh, he's a model train expert. Oh yeah, no, that's not a spoiler. That's that's the uh, next thing I was going to say. That his uh, the issue the issue that he his stepdad has with him. I mean, among other things, it's probably not easy to live with Jeff. His he dropped one of his model trains one time. Yeah, yeah, and Jeff isn't allowed in the room. And like he tried his best with him. What was the quote he wrote about him? Oh my God, I wrote something down. He has mental problems. We tried to cure him. He tried to cure Jeff. So like his friend later on says that Jeff has Ashburger syndrome. I've never heard it pronounced like that, but I liked I liked the flair. Also, his friend has it too. (laughs) Like they both they both have Aspergers and he can't pronounce it. But the best part is that he tries, he's like, you know, I mean, he, he knows he's better than Jeff. Like everyone in Kelly's life and everyone in Jeff's life is like between you and me camera. Like, yeah, I know I'm hanging out with a sideshow freak, but like I'm normal and I see the good in them. It's so fucked because like, I'm sure everyone involved felt very badly about themselves after it aired. Definitely. Although, Kelly makes a friend at the end that seems like a real friend, but also yeah, the, she's the, legit. But she seems clinically depressed, also. But oh yeah, no, like everyone in this like needs to be in some sort of like long term therapy. Yeah, so you don't wind up in this without no a problem, right? You you would see through it. So Kelly, we go to Kelly's. So that's Jeff's setup, right? He's yeah, he's. Got a pretty sad Rainy boy. Yeah, it, fucked it up. And Jeff looks like he's probably about what he's fifty. He looks thirty-five to sixty-five. Yeah. I would say, yeah. like, yes. he's in that demo yes. where it's very, like, incredibly vague about yes. whether he's a little premature salt and pepper moment or if Jeff is aging incredibly well. Yeah. And I would like to think that Jeff is substance free. And that oh, for Jeff sure. is just, you know, aging on his own schedule. Kel- like, I think he's, yeah. Ke- Kelly, Jeff- on the other hand, she's, oh. she's got some demons. So it's an unfortunate sitch. Kelly, Kelly, so we learn. So Kelly, we go to Kelly's apartment in Denver and she's a janitor at Bally 
total fitness. And <laughs> she's real into fitness, except she's like into fitness in the same way that I am, where it's like, I work out a lot. I run like I do everything, but I have bad genes and I've already had two white claws during this podcast. So it's like, she's just, she's like playing for a tie. She's just never, but, but she fancies herself a real athlete. And she's like, dude, she's fucking legit. Like, that's why I feel like if this is, you know, your podcast, Brad, if this is a sports podcast, in fact, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she is like a great representation on here because this girl's going for the fucking Olympics. She runs for us at what she calls 27 (laughs) and then 10% of her actual running speed. Um, And we find Yeah, she inclined despite being intersex because most intersex people cannot perform on the level that Kelly can perform. So yes, she's like, let me show you how I run. And then she does run. And she's like, she just like runs like not even to the end of the block. She runs like, I don't know, 40 feet one direction. And then she pivots and runs back the other way. And it's, I've never been impressed less by something. No, dude, it's so bad. Like I'm literally someone that like when I run, people laugh at me. Like I am my best friend. Ed. he, I believe he called me languid once, which like we were at the gym and I was on an elliptical machine. He called me languid. Let me look up the word of it. I literally, I was so insulted. Hold on. Languid. Languid. It literally just means, okay, no, it's not giving me. No. Did, I don't know did if he that's use it. the word wrong? Languid. I don't know. When I, when I, I remember whatever the word was, yeah. it was so bad. Yeah. It was just like a person with very like gangly limbs trying to move. Yeah. Like that was literally the fucking definition of the word I looked up. And I was so like, I was like, I know that's what I am. I just never expected to be told that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> fucked. So I am someone that I look at that and I'm like, that is what I look like when I'm running. Like I look fucking weird. Like anyone would call that out. Yeah. Oddly in my notes here. And I think this like goes back to a little bit of what you were saying about Kelly's sort of overall aesthetic. I wrote in my notes. She looks like she smells like room temperature milk. Yes. That's a really, really good description. Do you know what I mean? Just like second grade, like in second grade when like they would have like all the or like kindergarten when they would have all the milk cartons and like everyone will be like ready to go down to nap soon. Yeah. And like there's just these fucking cartons of milk and like the smell that they have. Yeah. Yes, totally. 100% the trash. I remember like, I don't know if it was a job I had where there'd be milk. Oh, yeah. So I used to work, I used to be a cook at Swenson's and Swenson's, you know, it's an ice cream shop. And I don't know what Swenson's is. Yeah, it's mostly West Coast, but it's like an ice cream shop, but it's also a restaurant. And I would have to take out the trash and there'd be like old, like ice cream and milk jugs and stuff in the trash. And that odor, it's a very distinct odor. 
And it's that's that's a really good description of Kelly. She, she doesn't really take like great care friendly? of herself. What's that? Is that like friendlies? That might be the easy. That might we could be into a best foods Hellman's situation here. Yeah, I think that's kind mm-hmm. of what it might be. We could. It, this could also be a Carl's Jr. What's the East Coast version of Carl's Jr.? Hardee's. Hardee's. We didn't have that in Massachusetts. Yeah, but no, yeah. like literally, my mom worked at Friendly's yeah. and thought she invented the Conehead Sunday. My mom to this day claims she invented the Conehead Sunday. Who knows what's going on there? She might but have. like, yeah, no, that is. I feel like I recognize that my mom worked in catering. I know. Mm-hmm. I know room temperature milk. It's milk, much like the beef that we talked about on yeah. my upcoming yeah. podcast. Yep. Um. You know, it's just questionable. Like, do you throw it in the freezer or do you let it die forever? We don't know. Yeah, no, I, I'm 100% with you. Yeah, it's a, it's just like what what comes out in this movie is Jeff, he's not the villain of this movie. We'll get to the who the villains are. But right. he's really, Tiffany. he's really unlikable. Like he's just not, you do, you just, you don't hate his guts, but it's like just one click to the left of hating his guts. And Kelly, you, you root for her. You want her to be happy. You want her to find right. her way. Um, and well, like, yeah. but here's the thing. Yeah. It's like one of those, if you think about it for more than five minutes type of things. Yeah. Like yeah. with like the Doja Cat situation, like when they were saying that she was in Nazi chat rooms or whatever. Like if you think about that for more than five minutes, there's yeah. a lot of self-hatred there yeah. and you can't hate upon it too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can be like, I discourage my my favorite new rap star being uh involved in that but yeah. like that's mostly i just want them to go to therapy yeah like i would say with jeff Get better like you know yes on a surface level jeff is incredibly problematic but on another level the more you become familiar with this once you start like re-watching it every three years jeff becomes quite lovable oh get the fuck out of here no i don't like I'm never gonna get to that place. I'm never. Malls. This is this is. But you've two never roads. known someone with Aspergers. Of like you've I never have. known someone that's that into something. Yeah, but they're likable. They they're the people I've known that are that have this that are in this place are likable people. Jeff is not a likable person. You don't. I don't. That I couldn't watch saw. this movie enough times to make him likable. He's not like that. We saw. I mean, yeah. listen. You have to understand. Bad I definitely am trying to see through onto the editor's floor every time I watch something, mm. which is what's mm-hmm. mentally wrong with yeah. me. That's yeah. what's wrong with me. Yeah, is that I'm trying to fill in the blanks. Yeah, and I do feel like Jeff was probably weird about parking at his building. Oh, for sure. I feel like he was probably difficult about when they had food breaks. I feel like, you know, at a certain point, the crew didn't know when they were allowed to go home. But I would say overall, Jeff was probably a delight and very easy to work with. So, yeah, um, he talks a lot. Jeff's apartment also is, I mean... There's no other way I to recognize, describe it. I, I recognize a little bit of my own depression in that oh, place, no. if I'm being honest with you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no, I'm bad. Are, like, we, are I'm, we hoarding? Oh, honey, I got no. diagnosed with ADHD at 35, yeah. um, which is, like, too late. Yeah. And 
I realized like, oh my God, like so many of these habits of like picking things up and putting them down, like it's ADHD, 100%. I'm no, it's not like, I don't have like fucking Macy bags filled with trash, like on my floor. But like, I definitely pick shit up and put it down without thinking about it. And then come back to it three years later being like, oh, this was a project I started. A- do you sleep in your bed? Two, is it possible for you to sleep in your bed? Because Jeff's bed is just fucking piled with literal garbage. Okay. Well, my dog sleeps in my bed and he lets wags me and stuff. In my bed. Wagon stuff. Yep. Um, no ass, just wagon stuff. No, I got you. But he, um, yeah, no, he's most of the bed. And then I will say I sleep with my microphone and my computer. Right. But in your bed. In my bed. Yeah. They're because, in my bed with me. Right. Yeah. And my, and my nine pillows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you have access to your bed, which is something <laughs> Jeff doesn't have because Jeff. I would say maybe in college I was at occasional Jeff levels. Oh, interesting. Like Uh, I would have enough space to like, but even in my king bed, I still sleep in one small corner of it because Wags Wags demands the majority. Wags is a chihuahua. He is eight pounds. He is 13 years old. Mm -hmm. I could absolutely beat him up, but like he definitely (laughs) runs everything in this house it is so dark like it's so dark like i literally don't know if i would ever be able to even make new friends while yes like thank god i don't have to let anyone into my house but like this is his house like i built it I built an addition onto the house for wags like it's like he has his own It's his, I literally let this dog run my, it's disgusting. I get, I get, I get why you stand Jeff at this point. I'm starting to learn. Yeah, Yeah. no, for sure. And by the way, like, I don't mean to like overly defend Jeff. Like his behavior is completely offensive. And if you're watching this video for the first time, this video, this movie for the first time, you're like, this is insane. This is available on Amazon prime right now, by the way, not sponsored. Right. For free. Um, he, so we also learned that Jeff, he slayed it for a while. He, he lets us know that he got it in, in 1985. Yeah. No, and I mean, also ni- it. 1987 yeah. and also made it happen with some very lucky girl. We assume in 1992 and then 1992. But right now he's in a dry spell. Cause it's like, I'm not sure when they shot this, but we can assume like 14 years. <laughs> yeah, we can. Assume, it came out in 2008. It, there's not a lot of post-production involved. So I imagine they they shot it, you know, not long, maybe 2006. So it's it had been a while. And I don't there's a there's a clip here and I can't remember what it's about, but we should listen to it. And Malls, I'll describe it for you. OK, thank you. There, there's women in the past in the uh, 80s and 90s. Oh, this is this is him explaining he said there's women in the past in the 80s and 90s. He's right. he's telling us when he used to get it in. And also, he's um Jeff's Jeff for a guy with a fucking really shitty apartment. He's 
looks pretty put together. Like he gets a haircut pretty yeah. regularly. You know, he's got the, he dresses kind of like me. He's got the Hawaiian shirt. He's, you know, he, he looks okay, but he's weird and he's kind of an asshole, but he's, he, hold on. I'm, yeah, I'm going to play mean, the clip. There's women in the past in the eighties uh, and nineties. Uh, what that is I've had, uh, last was 90, Nine, last one was 1992. I had a physical experience with a physical experience. Does it sound like he enjoyed it? He had a physical experience in 1992. No, he very much enjoyed it. Are you, you think so? Me? You think so? Okay, hold yeah. on. He's got, hold on. He's got more to say. And then there was uh, 85 and one in 87. Yeah. Only one of them I really liked. <laughs> But she went with somebody else. It was a one in 85. I really liked her. I not seen her for years, and uh, she uh, wasn't interested, so... He liked her so much that he can't say her name. Michelle. Heather. Stephanie. You're just guessing... No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, I can't hear the clip, so I don't know what's happening. Oh, he's, um, he talks about, so he talks about his, the three times he's been laid in his right. life. Yes, in 92, yeah. 85, and, and he says in 80, yeah. the one in 85, he really liked. He, she was the gift. Yeah, yeah. she was the one for yeah. him, yeah. but he, he, she chose to go with someone else. Which I feel like that girl was probably having like a panic attack before she went to high school. And she's like, God, I just got to lose my virginity. Like, I'm going to sleep with that guy, Jeff. Yeah, I could see that. I could 100% see that. He's definitely not first on anybody's dance card, right? Like, Yeah, well, she's like, she's the girl that's like shockingly pretty when you see her on Facebook. Right. When you graduate. And you're like, what happened? God, yeah. why didn't I ever realize like how beautiful she was? Like it was there the whole time. Like, I re- why didn't I notice that? I remember hearing like people saying how their parents told them that when, you know, we were like in junior high and people were like, you're, you don't realize that the most, the people that are going to be the most physically beautiful aren't yet. And then that does happen. Like you, the people you grow up oh with. Oh my God. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Like that happens with Every single person, I will look back on a picture from like six months ago that I was like, oh, my God, this is hideous. I can never post that. Yeah. And then I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, she was so cute then. That's so sad that I thought that. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's real with like, but also you're right. The most model-esque people do not grow into their right. looks until they're like 18. Yeah. But OK, wait. Yeah. So yeah. you this you cock blocked me because I wanted to talk about uh kelly's period um talk about it this happened before jeff's virginity but kelly said yeah just slightly it happened at the same time and i do have an answer for you about jeff and his his sex life but okay um so kelly said that she is on um testosterone blockers right now and she goes yeah i go through a monthly period just like everyone does including tiffany 
Yeah. So yes, that, that was, was weird. That moment literally smacked me across the face when yeah. she said, I go through a period like everyone, including Tiffany, including like, Tiffany like, and Meredith Kircher. Me. Yes. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Please tell me, though, like, truly, that you are not thinking about Tiffany's period, Kelly. Please tell me. Like, because, you know, I mean, Kelly obviously doesn't have a physical period yet because she still has um, she hasn't gone through her surgery. She has male sex organs. Yep. She's intersex. Well, inter- she's intersex. Like yeah. she has a Harvey Weinstein situation who's also intersex. Oh, by the way. is that what that is? Is that what that means? Dude, I literally was going to pass away until I heard about Harvey Weinstein's situation. Like, I literally yeah. f- like felt like I was going to pass away because, like, it was just too much to hear. Yeah. It was too much to hear that there was burn marks and, and mutilation and, like, all sorts of shit. Like, that really fucked with me more than almost anything yeah. in the Me Too movement, right. which is, like, as a woman, very troubling to say. Yeah. I'm most troubled by it, yeah. honestly. No, I get it. More than you could ever be, listener. Yeah. But yeah, I um I was like very haunted by the Harvey Weinstein genitalia situation. And finally an article came out. And when I tell you, I was spammed because people knew. People yeah. knew because I kept bringing it up. I said, I will not rest. I will not be at peace in my life till I know what's going on with Harvey Weinstein's downstairs situation. Right. But he, yeah. And, so he had like a nub, like a, like a micro situation. Well, there's a scale. Um, according to Reddit, there is a scale oh, and it's up. like a one to five. Yeah. And, you know, as an intersex person, you could, um, I'm going to Google it for you. I'm doing it right um, now. Intersex scale. Can I do that? Interse- I oh my fucking God. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Image. Yeah, it's like a, it's really the Ooh. first time you see it, it will stick with you. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest. They and think I, Harvey was a four. I don't. Oh, my God. So I don't want to make this about me. But. It makes me feel a little bit better about myself because I'm well beyond a one. It's, what does that mean? Well, I think one is normal. Oh, what do it you is. Mean? Well, okay. I'm just looking at the picture because the picture is like Harvey Weinstein's a four. Great. The- <laughs> you want me to say that? Uh-huh. Do I think you're better than a crude drawing of an intersex? No, 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 no. Yeah, I just, I'm sure you are. As a man, <laughs> as a man, you compare. You can't help but compare. Yeah, I mean, you're like, I think where am I on this list? Done. Where I'm not on this. Think, I'm not on this list. Thank God. That's what I, I mean. think it's not done to impress anyone. I feel like as sad as this is, this is supposed to be scientific. Now I'm looking. But, at, now I'm looking at a different one, and the five on this other one's looking pretty good. Um, so t- he's a four. They they the doctor on Reddit and take yeah. that for exactly what right. you should take it as yeah. said like. It sounds based on the description that he's between a three and a four. So he has, he has barely, basically a four is like barely a developed sex organ. It's if you're looking at the thing, it's like his, you know, I mean, I think that this is like what 
the most certain people can achieve with, um, this oh my God, this affliction. Oh, I found like, a better no, one. With like female hormone blockers. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like with estrogen blockers, like the best you could get is a three or a four. Yeah. 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 So I feel like, but you know, so a lot of people, a lot of people like my friend Stacy via like fucking DM said to me that like the scarring, the burnt, like the burn sort of look that he might've had yeah. was like probably due to, um, surgeries. Well, I had read that he had had an infection. Probably. Yeah. Because all he, not only did he not, there was a lot, there wasn't much there, but also he's so fat that all the like fat fat kind of enveloped it and it didn't, you know, you got, when you're really overweight like that, you have to like clean yourself in ways that other people wouldn't probably think of. Yeah. You're telling me. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm there <laughs> I know too. What that means. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not fat. Like, I, just, yeah. like, I yeah. honestly was like, you know, like, come on, like this man, like, literally threw a fit because someone didn't bring him M and M's to a screening. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he he apparently cried on the floor like a child. That's like, insane. you know, and the thing that killed me was like the anti Me Too people. Who were like, oh, well, why did the last person who got up on, on trial to again for the defense yeah. bring up his dick? And I'm like, have you never seen Law and Order, motherfucker? Yeah. Like, you, you save don't that. release you save that. crucial evidence. Yeah. Because that's the mm-hmm. thing is, like, every single girl that he raped was able to say, yeah, he has yeah. a misformed dick. Yeah. It's misshapen. It's fucked up. Yep. And he had to inject himself to sexually assault me. Like, oh, right. yeah, yeah. That's that's what the infection was from, is because he was shooting his dick up like the porn stars do. Probably. Yeah, that was the I only mean, way he could get know. hard. Yeah. This guy is just like he is so ew. I can't yes. believe I had to Google him. And then you know what I, I hate the most is that he had COVID and is probably like spreading it around jail, like yeah. the nasty motherfucker well, he is. With he's disgusting. Hopefully he dies. Like, I no. I mean, well, I hope that I don't know. I just hope yeah. that he doesn't give it to anyone else. Yeah. I guess is my yes. vibe. Yeah. No. And I'm also, I would like him to suffer a little bit more. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there too. He's a real it's, piece a little, of shit. it's a little bit on the Epstein of it all, too, where it's like, cool, the motherfucker's dead. Second of all, someone murdered him. Third yeah. of all, I wish he did more time yeah. and gave more evidence. Right. Like, yes. I wish we I knew. Want, Harvey needs to Takashi someone because I know he will. It's it's coming. Well, I would like it if he would just like. Neat, like, just come clean. You know, dude. Like, if he, yeah. if Harvey Weinstein could have the comeback of a century, yeah. if he first of all tattooed a six nine on his face, yeah. and then we could like live with that, that would be incredible. Yeah. And second of all, he was like, yeah, I was on Epstein's yacht. Yeah, I'm naming Clinton. I'm naming Trump. Yeah. I'm naming so and so, so and so, so and so. Unfortunately, our girl Alyssa Milano, who will make an appearance at some point, is probably on that list as well. Like Spoiler. he just comes out with a list in names yeah yeah bring the names i'm with you and yes 
Corey Feldman gets a three picture deal with Paramount out of all this somehow. That's my, that's my other low key goal. Even though I have no amazing sort of allegiance to him, I would like to see that happen. Do you want to do at some point, do you want to do a podcast about that, um, that girl that accidentally got invited to Corey Feldman's orgy a few years ago? And then she, she wrote about it. I want to say it was, it was, it was like in a lesser i don't know about that yeah oh if you send God. it to me and if it's not someone it. that like it's a direct conflict oh, you might or, know somebody yeah um this this girl or i'm not interested she, like did, i want to also say just because i i pass on this for some reason it doesn't mean i have a conflict no it's just well it's just uh, we don't have to talk about it but it's something you should de- you should definitely have it in your orbit because this girl wrote this whole article about how she got invited to an orgy and then she's like, I'll just go check it out. Cause I can maybe write about it. And then she realized when she got there, it was Corey Feldman's house. And right. then she got, she at first she was kind of freaked out and then she got super bummed out that Corey Feldman didn't give her any attention. <laughs> the orgy and she ended up having to bounce. I, I don't know. It's a whole, I haven't read it in, this was many years ago. I haven't read it in a while, but um, I'll, I'll find it. I'll read it and I'll Sounds send it to you. Incredibly yeah. divisive. Yeah, it's good. Um, But I will say, so like the reason why Jeff hasn't gotten laid is because Jesus made him a virgin again. I was just going to say he's, he's loves the Lord. Like he could have yeah. gone to a Jesuit college. Like he's, he's like kosher right now. Yeah. Like he's like fully take me to church, bitch. Like he loves it. <laughs> Dude, he's ho- he's yeah. on his hosier right now. Yeah, totally. Then we then we meet um, Luis, who is Kelly's friend, and you could tell like Luis is like Dude. he's just hanging in there. He's like, look. You know, she doesn't have anybody. She was my roommate. Luis has been trying to back out of that conversation yeah. for a decade, yeah. dude. They literally have been friends for so long. And he fully says um, that Kelly, um, he saw this monstrosity of a problem. Yeah. And he thought maybe he could add something to her life. And that basically they became friends, despite the fact that Kelly had both a drinking problem yeah. and issues budgeting her money. Yeah. Well, d- and that they were friends for 10 years because he wouldn't stop texting him after they met at Bally's. Yes. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Kelly's like, Luis is like, um, basically we stayed friends because she had my phone number. Right. And it was like pretext. So he's, he's like, she would just call me and talk. And so, and then she's like, she, he's like, she had nowhere to live. So, she came and lived with me and their, their apartments are super sad. And we, we learn, we might've learned at this point that they're both on disability. Well, Jeff, yeah, Jeff and Kelly are, but yeah. Luis is not. No, Luis is fine. Jeff, that's Dude, what I mean. Jeff and Kelly are both like, on disability. Let's really look at the issue here. Yeah. Like you're at Bally's total fitness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like your life is already in an, I'm at Bally's sort of place. It's a, it's okay. a low, that's a low end gym, right? Like it's, in it's on 90s, the LA fitness level. Like, yeah. It's like it in the nineties. It was like Barbizon, yeah. like where you thought like you were going to be like a real model. Cause you went to Barbizon, yeah. like if Bally's total fitness in the nineties, you were literally about to like have sex with Patrick Swayze. Like that was like sort of the vibe. That's right? that's, that's on the high end. Uh, that's on, from what I yeah. remember yeah. from commercials yeah. of 
gyms in Massachusetts when yeah. I was a child. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I agree with you. But so yeah. you're a Barbizon, you're like on the treadmill and then all of a sudden this janitor strikes up a conversation with you. You give them your number out of pity. They, you, they wind up texting you on the regular to the point where you're like, okay, come out with me. And they become your friend at the bar. And like Luis definitely has his own issues. Like I do not even, I'm not even going to put that aside. I'm not going to pretend like Luis is some victim. We don't get deep. We don't get deep with Luis. We do not. Although Luis gets deep with us because Luis is very confessional in this. Like Mm -hmm. he's kind of acting like a hostage. And like additionally, so like this janitor yeah. They're not, they won't stop texting you. You invite them out to the gay bars a few times. You think they're really fun. Next thing you know, this janitor from the gym has a drinking problem and their disability is about to run out. And you need to, you know, you decide to give them a place to live. They then move in and cover your home with Tiffany. Eight by elevens, okay. So they didn't. They don't make that clear. Are they? They're not living together. Like she's. You're just assuming no. that her current residence is the same as when she lived with yeah, Luis. Kelly, I think Kelly is living with Luis. Oh, she could be. Um, I mean, they definitely had. Something? They definitely had lived together at some point, and she did have like all the teen beat, like pictures, like literal ripped out of magazines and they were all like sort of at chest level. Like she, she, it was like a, it was like a, um, it was like a, a border around the entire shitty apartment that she lived in. Yeah. It was like a nineties wallpaper border. Yeah. Well, like why couldn't you have, why couldn't you put a few like at eye level or like just, it's just like a, it's just like a row of pictures around the house. Borders are like poor people wainscoting. And I feel like Tiffany is like, (laughs) the darkest version yeah, of that. It's, like it's a suggestion it's from a like a, a class in life that you are probably not living my friend. Yeah. And I have to say, I, I love and appreciate Kelly for that. Like she's really like, she's trying to make the wainscoting effect happen with her like demented obsession. And like, okay. So the best part is, is like this man cannot decide. Louise cannot decide. He goes, I, you know, I've, care to groan for this guy's girl like mm-hmm. he cannot decide what kelly's gender is which is so dark because that's after fucked because they're yeah think, yeah right yeah they're roommates like you would know how to gender someone she's they were roommates yeah, yeah no totally 100 percent. and so um okay wait after after this Luis interaction, can I speed past that just because we go to like one of my least favorite moments? Do you have? We're a, talking another? about we're talking about Christine Hademan. Oh yeah, Christine, what a cunt! Like I die for what a bitch she is. Yeah, she's so this this girl is the she's the um, Tiffany TrueTiffany.com. Yeah, mod. I feel like malls malls. I feel like you've been a mod at some point. You know, I have been. And that's why you're just being like, literally just put it for what it is. I I was a moderator 
are on the number one Degrassi <laughs> message board in the world. I was a moderator on DegrassiBoards.com. I didn't know that. And like, <laughs> it was like my 40 hour a week obsession in college. Like I ran on nothing but Diet Coke, Degrassi and sketch comedy. Yes. And like how I left that place with the degree, I will not, I don't know. Like, What's it was your degree in? Film. Oh, okay. I, I started out poli sci. Yeah. And didn't determine because I was going to do like film with an English minor, but then like, I didn't want to take a poetry class or something. And I was going to do, I was going to do sociology because I wanted to be a um, social worker. Sociology is a really easy major. Yep. Go on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I just like, honestly, I was in college to do sketch comedy. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know that when I went to college, but then my first week I, on September 11th, um, the first anniversary of September 11th, I got into my sketch comedy and I would say that was, might've been my personal nine 11. That wasn't even, that's not even (laughs) close to my personal nine 11. So like in a, in a sort of more broad way, that might be my personal nine 11 because it like really was like, okay, you're going this way now. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, I started college and probably like a week before I got into my sketch comedy group, I was living in an apartment off campus and I got cable and my cable was different than my house. And so I found out I had the N which was featuring Degrassi, the next generation. And this Fuck. is when they first started airing Degrassi in yeah. the U S Oh my God. With, with Aubrey. And yeah. I had, well, like, yeah, I mean, he is Aubrey to me and actually it's like kind of yeah. not a joke, but um, he's, he'll anyway, get me too. eventually, so, but by the way, like he's got, he's got Delia vibes. Do you think up. I'm like dumb or like no. what? Like no, no shit dog. Of like course. Drake is in so much trouble, but Aubrey, yeah. we have to protect. Oh. And like, by the way, do not even talk about the wheelchair because like you don't deserve the wheelchair if you didn't love Jimmy Brooks before that. Like you do not know Time Stand Still, no. part one and two. Like you were not there for that. No, I've so. never I've never seen one minute of Degrassi because I was an adult. No, I'm talking to yeah. the audience. Oh, right. And by the way, I do own wheelchairdrake.com. If you want to buy that off of me for $5,000, oh, I was going to say selling 10. it for yeah. on GoDaddy. Uh, but like, if you want to buy Wheelchair Drake from me, you guys, we can make a private negotiation. I take Bitcoin. Like, I'm open to it. So, fucking A. Um, yeah. Hashtag ad. But like, yeah. I, um, yeah, no, Degrassi, like, was everything yeah, for you me. Were a but mod. at the time, I was not like Christine reminded me of all the girls I hated on Degrassi. So she's she's a super bitch, right? Because Jeff's like the most Tiffany fan in the world. And Chris, wait, hold on. Christine is like, is like, well, Christine, she fucking poo poos him. She's like, oh no, you're not her friend. Okay, like Christine, I'll describe her energy like just from message board culture slash like being a chick slash knowing people. This girl had sex with like her high school boyfriend, like the end of senior year. And then like slept with one other guy and like he broke her heart and like 
after like, you know, a six month relationship where she was really like engaged and he was not. Yeah. So a six month relationship. Did yeah. I say six No, you years? said six months. Yeah. Okay. So like, that's like, honestly, my concern with her is that like, she's an unreliable narrator. And like, I agree. Jeff is a different breed of fan than her, but. I don't appreciate her snootiness around no, Jeff. She's, a, I do she, not. she's she's one of two villains in this movie and she but she does set up one thing and I'm going to play the clip right now. Jeff goes yeah. to a he goes to and this is a big turning point in the movie because you're like, "Oh, this guy's sad, he's pathetic." This is how this came up between us yes, was right. because Raffaele collect Raffaele who is also the other co-defendant Solicito. in the yep. Knox case, mm-hmm. he collected swords and knives and I was like, "Oh, do you want to talk about swords and knives?" Yeah. Mitch Hedberg with go. Mitch Hedberg with a trust fund. She um <laughs> she he Jeff thought it would be a good idea to go and meet up at a a show or a meet and greet or a signing and present Tiffany Renee Darwish. It was like to, no, it was like to like her Hollywood walk of, it was like not a small thing. No, it was to the LA County court. He was about to get, slammed with some stalker charges yeah, and yeah. so he brought nine car nine white carnations and a katana sword sorry to interrupt no i'm gonna play it. i'm gonna play it because that's what he's gonna say yeah. right now it's here's he gives her a sword giving someone a, a katana and five white chrysanthemums that is about the high- a katana and five white chrysanthemums. Highest honor oh, I said you could uh, give someone as a ceremonial close. presentation in Japan. Never got to gave it to her. Never got to gave it to her because <laughs> he was he was headed off by security. Right, the police probably outside yes. of the courthouse. Yes. Yeah, the probably the the police. Um, he thinks it's all very funny that he's been court mandated to read books. He loves the title Stalking and Psychosexual Obsession. Yeah. He gets a real laugh out of that book he's been court ordered to read. Totally. And he goes, they really get gushy on the titles. Like he acts like it's a private joke he and Tiffany have. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a, well, he's, he mentions, and I think he's already mentioned it at this point in the movie that they, they've had a relationship and they're best friends. He says it a bunch of times. Don't worry. He's like, I, I can get you to meet Tiffany. We're best friends. We connect on a metaphysical level and we'll, we'll get into that more. Um, so, so we learn, Oh wait, hold on. But quickly, this is great. They're the greatest joke in this movie is coming up quickly. We have to, um, Kelly fancies herself a bit of a comedian <laughs> and she does an incredible Polly Shore impression. I'll play, I'll play it for you right now. Um, my my father served this great country of ours. He's talking, well, he's talking about his dad being in Nam. Uh, in the Vietnam war. Um, my father was one of the people that were were overly exposed to uh, to Agent Orange, uh, <laughs> a very cancerous chemical. Um, oh my gosh, does that mean I'm an orange meat turkey? Help me, God, 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 God. 
That had me shook because... Gobble, gobble, buddy. Dog, can you even... I mean, the the Polly Shore moment? Like, how, we're reliving the Polly Shore moment? As a person who watches Encino Man every New Year's Eve, I have to say, I'm still disturbed. It's like, who... Every day, there's 7 billion plus people on the planet. Gobble, gobble, buddy. Every single day, how many people do you think do a Polly Shore impression? Out of 7 billion, I would say... I would say... Okay, okay. wait, ready? On the count of three, do you want to say? Okay. One, One, two, two, three, three, fewer than ten. Wait. <laughs> you, you literally dude it's 10 people yeah it's, it's 10 or under 10 or 10 or fewer but that what that's what makes it special yeah it's amazing it's like to catch a Polly shore reference in the wild like that's unbelievable Unbel- it's just who could get that on film nobody everybody has an iphone way, like out of the 10, I would say five are in LA and like two are in the Netherlands or like that sort of like region. South and then Africa. Like the rest are in either South Africa or Australia for sure. For Maybe sure. once in a while we get a little India moment. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's, they probably caught something on Quibi. Yeah. Or, <laughs> on Quibi. Yeah. There's there's some there's a channel where he's available. Dude, why is that so brutal for you to say Quibi? Like it's that so is bad. so that is so rough. It's like so that bad. they put so much money into it. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, so Ke- we we learn Kelly's on disability, and then we meet, and this could be the true villain besides Christine Hademan. This could be the true villain of this movie. We meet, um. Jeff's or, best friend. Yeah. Jeff's Jeff's well, we buddy, met him earlier, but Doug. yeah, like this yeah. is, this is the main Porsche where we find out. Oof, God. Yeah. I mean, the earth is flat. Like yeah. I don't want to deny yeah. that, but this guy is contributing to a, a, an overall narrative. That's harmful. So J- Jeff's buddy, Doug is like, you guys don't get it. Jeff is, keyed in to secret societies he knows it's uh, jeff might be QAnon. like it's he knows what's happening he's existing on a plane above us and then and then doug goes i know that what he's saying is true i've looked into it and then he says something he goes i have a master's in history Right. And immediately everybody that has a master's in history took a 30% pay cut. Like what this guy said immediately that he's, that he's at the same level as you, you go down like four notches because you're at the same level as this guy, Doug, that thinks that Jeff is knows about secret societies. It's I, 
he's I'm very wary though of people that have masters and things that right. don't require mass. I'm in general yes. very wary of that. Yeah. Right. No. Like get out of the yeah. womb, bitch. Right. You know what I mean? Like stop sucking on your thumb. Welcome to the office. You know what I mean? Like get yeah. over it. What yeah. is it? Like unless you have a direct connection or something very close to it. You are probably not going to be a professor in that. No. You may write your dissertation on it that might get published somewhere someday. Yeah. No. Generally very wary of people that get a master's in something that's is, not practical. Is, is Jeff right or Doug writing any dissertations? Like he he's he's teaching at community college, if anything, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, Jeff, but he has Jeff who right. knows stuff that's not public information. Yeah. Well, he, okay. sa- he says he says there's satanic cults fighting in the streets, which I feel like there'd be evidence of that. Everybody's got an iPhone now. Even back then they had flip phones. Like if there were actual satanic cults fighting in the streets, as Doug and Jeff assert. Where's the video? Fighting in the streets. I mean, I don't think they said that. Yeah, they did. Like, I quoted it. I wrote, I wrote it down here and I have quotes around fighting it. Fighting in the streets. Satanic cults fighting in the streets. <laughs> that's what they that's well, what they have evidence of. And now I think it's crazy. <laughs> and also, Jeff has access to radionic psychotronic devices. Yes. And he he explains here what he needs for those radionic psychotronic devices to work. And I'm just going to just let you just let you process this. And Malls, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what you're not hearing. That's fine. Radionic, psionic, psychotronic devices. Nikola Tesla. I can uh, hear it a little uh, bit. Great electrophysicist discoverer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the brain is a natural transceiver. Uh, the heat-built machines that amplify that. Supposedly he got it from the real people. He got it from the real legitimate radionic. <coughs> the real people. Uh, the radionic, psionic, psychotronic devices, I've spent, uh, uh, related things, I've spent about $20,000. Uh, there are some, they'll use photographs or personal objects and they'll, uh, they'll tune it specifically, their dials and everything, they'll tune it specifically to the resonant frequencies of a person. Never, I never ask for a lock of hair. I might ask for a fingernail or a toenail, a lock of hair, or a, or a scab mm-hmm. or a skin from a blister or something. I could ask for that, but it just never happened <laughs> that I've asked for that. <laughs> I mean, Jeff. Whoa. So I'll be honest of everything that happened in this movie. Yeah. This shook me the most because... Jeff's I like, was wondering what you thought oh. the twist was in this well, documentary. No, 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 he said back to me and was, oh, this isn't the twist. No, the twist comes at the end. The okay. he he's like, don't worry. I'll never ask for a lock of your hair. That's insane. I would never put right. a lock of your hair in my radionic psychotropic machine. Right. I'll just ask you for a scab. Some some skin from your blister, he said. Some skin from your blister? That is so dirty. What? Like, literally, I'd be like, take a foot of my hair. Are you what? kidding me? Like, I'll shave okay, my fucking head. Okay. 
Yeah. Dude, you this is why you never count someone else's money. Because Jeff has spent over twenty thousand dollars. How's he have that? On oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't. I I don't know if I'm like spoiler alerting you or not no. because I am um like a lazy film student. I write beat by beat, so I didn't know. But yeah, he spent twenty fucking thousand yeah. dollars on this shit over the years. Yeah, and like he. <laughs> so it's a bicycle helmet he's wearing with essentially like Home Depot exposed wires. Like if you were to, I don't know. I I mean I don't know electronic stuff. No, but like he's, when he's I got, was working in my house, I yeah. saw people pull up with lengths of wires. Like yeah. that's what it looked like. And he has he has like hot glued like brass tubes with crystals in them on a on a fucking bike helmet and not even a good bike helmet we're talking a kmart bike helmet and he puts it on and he's like hey right now i'm communing with tiffany i'm having a converse i'm having a mental conversation with tiffany that you can't understand and this is why his buddy douglas is the fucking villain of this movie because this is the William Hung effect. This is fucking oh, American Idol. Like you didn't. Somebody just needs to tell this guy, dude, what you're doing isn't effective. You're not actually doing the thing you're doing. William Hung, you're not good at singing. She One does person. bang though. You know what I mean? Yeah, she bangs. Yeah. I mean, she, she does. does. Bang, yeah. But like, yeah. I will say, so like he's wearing, dude, he's wearing his bicycle helmet. Yeah. Fucking going into it. And he goes, yeah, you know, um, I'm just feeling some peacefulness, awareness, like as if you could grow up as an 80s pop star and ever experience that sort of meditation That's in your insane. life. Yes. Like he's That's projecting insane. such an ideal mental yes. state onto Tiffany. Whereas like, you know, I'm a chaotic thinker and I'm relatively fucking no one. And so I assume that Tiffany is not living at like her most present Buddhist state. But he goes, you know, well, like none of that matters because like Tiffany and I are are linked anyway. But this increases it. It amplifies it. That's what's that's what's so gross about Jeff is that he's he's so above it because he's like, no, you don't realize like Tiffany Over and it. I are best friends. Like you're a fan of hers, which is cute. But I fucking kiss her on the cheek at meet and greets. Like we're close. She has a restraining order against me because I tried to give her a katana and four carnations. Like he's he's so above it that he's. That's what makes him a huge asshole. Although not quite the villain that Douglas and Christine Hademan are in this movie. Next we learn, next we learn about <laughs> Kelly's bike accident and this puts things oh, in perspective. Oh my god. Yeah. Kelly Kelly she's 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 in high school. She's living her life in Buena Park, California. I think she said she's 16. And it's June 18th, 1987. And she gets fucking. No matter where your fucking Brett Kavanaugh-esque calendars are, dude, I think you are responsible for this somehow indirectly. Me specifically? 
Yeah, like I'm holding you to it. Like I feel like you and your friends were somehow involved or something. Like I feel like you really concealed that she was from your part of the nation. No, she's not. She's not. She's she's from like 30 miles away. Dude, I feel like you've been weird ever since I brought up this documentary. And I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like this is why. Like I feel like you fucking put Kelly into the coma that lasted 16 fucking days. I was much too young to drive in 1987. Thank you very you much. You were probably with some of your fucking gross friends. <laughs> that <laughs> you're gross. I don't know anything about you. Yes, I did Dude, have gross friends. Like, you were a gay guy eating ramen until like five days ago. <laughs> you thought but my like, name was Brad until five minutes ago. No, I know your name is Brian. Yes. Like I had you on my podcast, but like yes. I had you as Brad in my phone because I'm just like disrespectful right. unintentionally. It's fucked. It's fucked. A lot of it is, but like truly, like I believe in my cells. Like truly, like Doug could take out another's master's master's degree on this. Like yeah. I truly think that you caused this accident, I, and that's why you've been so weird around this entire scenario. I had I had nothing to do with it. I was twelve years old. I was at a dance in seventh grade, but convenient Kelly and I was far from being able to drive people were probably drunk driving at that dance but anyway i did go to knott's scary farm around this time but i got a ride from my buddy peter chavez's mom in the back in the bed of his mini truck on the freeway her mini truck on the freeway uh he goes he gets wrecked on his bike and he's comatose for 18 days 16 16 days only to come out of it on July 4th, 1987, where his sister hands him a Walkman. And I cannot tell you in 1987 what it meant to have a Walkman. It, he was reborn in the USA, like literally to come yes. out on July 4th out of your fucking mm-hmm. coma in 1987. How lit is that? Like, literally, yes. can you even imagine, like, how hopeful you are about America? Yes. Like, you're so delusional. Kelly's probably going through the hardest time right now. Yes. Like, you guys, go fund me. It, like, we have to go fund me for Kelly. Let's find her. Get her. Find her Twitter, Mals. Um, He, she, I'm sorry, comes out of this comatose situation, July 4th, 1987. The sister hands him a walk man and i don't know if it was the sony sports the yellow water resistant right. walk man which is the best walk man you could have back then i had yeah. like a sh- shittier one that i had to duct tape because i fell off my bike a bunch of times and i had to i had to duct tape the duct tape it so it would cl- the lid would close or whatever the door would close yeah this was probably a sony sports with the with the headphones that would like go actually into your ear holes and he put that's expensive yeah, that's some real money like that's when you know bucks. you have money yeah yeah that you're you're balling out she puts him into her brother's ear holes sibling sibling sorry intersex she comes out of her coma and the first song she hears july 4th 1987 is Tiffany 
Dude, I wish I like is it now. against is it against copyright? Like, can we play like the first five seconds, like that drum that hits so during it? We're alone now. My podcast is not popular enough that anybody's gonna know that I played. I think you're alone. That's now. how I feel about me playing twenty minutes of a lifetime movie yeah. in my fucking podcast. Yes. Like if you have the balls to get through three hours yes. of it, go ahead, demonetize Hold me. Hold on, it's playing. Let me hear your heartbeat. I forgot this part. You die. That's a Beatles sample, I think. Yeah. She I don't want to get into the uh, uh, Adultizing. She's 16 years old. She looks right. like a woman. She's got bangs. Well, no, that's the 80s. That's the 80s. That's the 80s. I said adults. Right. I'm Googling Beatles right now. This is so. a banger. This is a banger. <laughs> they don't understand and so win. Yeah, banger. Okay. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's a, no, it's a hot song. I thought it was hot back then. Okay, no. So it's definitely so the the story with I think we're alone now is that it's a cover. Yeah, it's a cover. Hundred percent. Which, the- by the way, don't you hate it when like fans who have people who have also watched pop up video try and talk about anything about pop culture with you? It's like, yeah, idiot. I fucking know. Like you know the bare surface. Yeah. Moron. No, I lived it. Um, I lived it. But I think we're alone now. I know is sampled. I know it's a I know it's a a cover, but I feel like it was sampled off of something else, like even the original. Well, let's get on the wiki. I am. I'm doing it. Okay. All right. So we need to talk about how Jeff proposed marriage to Tiffany in two thousand four. Listen, man, it happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. It happens. Sometimes you just propose to an already engaged woman who wants nothing to do with you. Yeah. One thing that they, one thing, a place that, so we get to a point in this movie where Jeff and Kelly's stories start to converge. And this mm. is one place. They both in different ways, Kelly, obviously more passive aggressively, but Jeff more, no, 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 no. You're right. I've right. misremembered it. It's Jeff is so it's, much. It's, no, you no, know, you're right. No, it's not the misgender. It's the fucking misappropriation. No, Je- Jeff, Jeff pretends to like Tiffany's husband more than Kelly does. And that's, I had. To- no, but in general, Jeff is the most passive aggressive motherfucker yeah. because even though he's aggressive, yeah. he's way more passive aggressive. Like Kelly is just trying to live her truth right. and she's trying to be polite mm-hmm. because her whole life has been an issue of social boundaries and expectations. Yes. And yeah. so Kelly really, I would say, lives very much in her truth. But I feel like Jeff is both aggressive and incredibly passive aggressive at every turn with anyone who thinks they know anything about Tiffany. People who don't care about Tiffany, he'll murder her ass. I will say, though, that they both, to a man, they both hate Tiffany's husband's guts, Ben George. They hate Ben George's guts 
and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but it could possibly be because of his hoarding of first names. Well, I can tell you're really not like a a sportsman um, because basically Jeff says that he asked Tiffany to marry him, but she was, you know, already getting married to Ben George and that he was a real green eyed monster. But then one of the major sport references in this movie is that she says Ben's trying to block her. Kelly says that Ben's trying to block her like a defensive like intercepting a football and running it 20 to 30 feet back before being tackled. And I don't know who metaphorically is tackling Ben here. I would say that he makes it fully into what is that a touchdown? I don't know. I'm not a sportsman. I would say you're not a sportsman. I would say that you can tell that I'm not a sportsman. Yeah, because you missed it. There's a lot of like, actually, there's a lot of really impressive sports metaphors in this movie. And I thought it was weird that like you didn't pick up on that because when I was carefully picking this documentary to force you to watch, I thought, wow, sports metaphors that would do it for me. Well, I just, no, I'm speaking to the audience. Oh. Like, I literally thought in this moment, the audience would be like, okay, this is connecting with me. Oh. As a sports-oriented yeah. audience. Right. No. That they might be like, okay, this is connecting with me. Definitely. It's like Benjamin George was running 20 to 30 feet back before being tackled. And that's like a very clear metaphor. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he got tackled well, in the back. Well, argue... Yeah, I don't know. Can you – does that how it works? I mean, you wouldn't know as an right. – I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't know. Yeah. Maybe you are a sportsman. Yes. Do you know if you run a football all the way back Yes. that – can you get a touchdown? Is that what that is? Is that what a touchdown yeah. is? Yeah. If, like if you okay. receive the kickoff and then you run it to the other end zone. You went to Boston College – football no well i was gonna say now i'm really showing my ass because i had fucking season tickets i went to every game drunk out of my brain um like on another level like on another level like sometimes i'd get so hammered before like the first half that like i would have to show up during the second half and be like hey i'm here did they not serve booze at the game was that one of those things where you'd like have to pre-game um no, I think like, well, actually, I think the rules changed when I was a junior and they might have changed since. Um, I know that when we went to so Boston College, one of the reasons why you go to like a college like that is you can go see Kanye West for like five dollars mm-hmm. and like they go like they go get big artists right. to play at the school. You pay five bucks. I don't I don't feel like I was allowed to party at Kanye and that was like my junior or senior year. But the, the, at college games yeah. you would drink for free in the parking lot. So I never knew. I was on that kegs and eggs life. Right. But the but the 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 um Cardinals and the Monsignors and everything, they like to get it in. Like that's all they got. Is the food. No, we don't know about that though. That was kept very high and tight. Right, but they can only drink like that's their but you know obviously like we had like literally a a a father <laughs> we had a minister what do they call them a priest we had a priest at our church who had to go to rehab oh really my nana was very supportive of him during rehab 
Um, yeah, my nana was very supportive of beautiful. him. But for the most part at Boston College, no, it was kept high and tight. Like we did not know of the Jesuits drinking at all. Did you all. have any hot priests like the like season two of Fleabag? No, it's no. Um, there was one hot priest, mm-hmm. but he became like a hot older man mm-hmm. and wound up divorcing, like, or he wound up like, I guess, like divorcing the priesthood yeah. and like married a nun. Yeah, that's what they do. And he was like the head of the film department, and he was killing it. And like the reason why they decided to leave the church was because the church was pushing for like no birth control, and so like. He was very like rock and roll as a head of the film department. But then, okay, there was this guy, Richard Blake, Father Richard Blake. Like, I'll fuck, I'll fuck you. Were if you were on TV, I'll call you out. Like, Father Richard Blake was so assaultful. I'm going to make up a word. He was assaultful to me in college. Like, he would call me out in the classroom for doing me. And like there was the weirdest thing. So like but he you were probably a was, lot. Let's be honest. Like you were. I wasn't. I was very much minding my you own were, business. Uh, you're raising your hand a lot. No, you're, that's not me. A lot to say. No, that's why I have a podcast now. Oh, I was never that. that in college. Yeah. I was not contributing to the conversation. In fact, you probably know because you've been following me for so long. My best friend Ed. We went to college together and I couldn't fucking stand his ass because he would be raising his hand in class and I'd be like, you're a bitch, dude. Because that makes dude. the class go longer. Any questions and people raise their hands? No, we can leave. Yeah, no, I had a, no, dude, I had a Degrassi message board to get back right. home to. This and was I, before, yeah. no, this was way before the days of like cell phones where you could read emails. Yeah. This was like Nokia texting. Yeah. So like I... No, trust me, I was not a class girl. And Father Richard Blake was known as the porn priest because he and he was like in a, a major in our film department mm-hmm. because he was the porn priest mm-hmm. and he advocated for porn to be considered a actual film art form. Mm-hmm. And he did the talk show circuit sure. and he would show he would show the videos of him doing the talk show, talk show circuit class. Yeah. So then, no, the reason why Richard Blake and I had such an issue was like, I did a whole class of his that was Hitchcock oriented. Oh. And at the end of the semester, my grandfather, who had, had taught at Boston College for 55 years, he died. I was in his course when he died. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like he taught until his death. Mm-hmm. And Richard Blake went around and asked everyone. My both of my grandparents died, by the way, within six days of each other, and they were both days. They were both like major like people in the community. Is, I would say my grandfather donated. My grandfather donated a library to them. Wow! So they were like you know, in it. And like, by the way, that's not why I got accepted. I was in before my grandfather donated the library. Hey, nobody, it's not like nobody, that. nobody was questioning you. I bet you got very good. Well, like also though, no, I'm like mad dyslexic. Like I'm low key, like not on one, like mm-hmm. in, intellectually, like in terms of intellectual standards, like I'm all, not on. Did you go one. to all girls Catholic high school. 
No, I went to a private high school for one year and then my mom got engaged with someone. We moved to New Jersey for like six months or no, like three months. And it was really dark. And then um, he sent me to a school for kids that were like mostly like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this, but like very intense learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean? Like Like Jeff and Kelly. No, like, like worse than that. Like they sent me to a school for kids that were like, um, severely, like not even on the spectrum. And this is what, like it was, you were in high school. I was going into sophomore year, mm-hmm. so they made me go to that school for the summer, and then my mom and him wound up breaking their engagement, and then I went back to regular school, and I went to Lexington High School, which, like Lexington, Massachusetts, like the schools there are essentially like a private school. Like my mom was a single mom. That like worked. She grew up in Lexington, so she wanted to keep me in Lexington because like the schools there are some of the best in like maybe even that whole part of the world. So like she kept me there, and um, then I went to BC. BC and Father Richard Blake. Our issue, our our issue lies, Mm -hmm. and that after a whole Hitchcock season a whole season of hitchcock like a quarter semester hitchcock was problematic by the way go on this motherfucker goes what's your favorite hitchcock movie raise your hand if this is your favorite hitchcock movie Mm -hmm. i raised my hand for strangers on a train Mm And I was one of like the two people in the class that raised my hands for it and he was like Oh, well, that really says something about you and your family. What the fuck? And like there were people and because Strangers on a Train is about two guys that meet randomly on a train and both mutually agree to murder each other's dads because they're strangers on a train. Mm -hmm. And like and and I heard people in the back of the classroom gasp. Because people knew my grandfather, an esteemed professor at this and me is someone who was like in one of the you know <laughs> biggest sketch comedy groups on campus not to brag mm-hmm. i'm laughing i want to cry i want to cry saying that mm-hmm. no there was we were the only real sketch comedy group there was an improv group called fleabag and then there was another one asinine that we don't talk about okay. but like Literally, like this man, like called me out into the, and like I literally wanted to. I almost had my first Karen moment, yeah, where I wanted to burn this man's life down because, like, not only did he disgrace my family, I think it was because I had to take like four days off for like the funeral and all of that, like, that he had some sort of like hidden agenda towards me but like i'm like that's how life how that's how small your life is when you're the porn priest at boston college yeah sorry no it's good um back to kelly kelly she she finally goes to we learned that kelly's never been to a tiffany concert despite being Um, her number one fan and kelly goes to a tiffany concert several hours early and also they the way they the the way they tell the story is that kelly's going to her concert in denver and then also 
um, Jeff is going to his concert on the beach in Santa Cruz where they both live. So obviously not at the same time, but we're, we're getting the, the concert experience of the two of them. Tiffany is clearly very popular in the gay community, which I didn't know about. Did you know this? Yeah, but n- neither of these guys are gay. No, I know, but they're interviewing randos. That are- well, who the fuck? No offense, but who the fuck else would like them? Right. Like Fair Brian, enough. are you for fucking real? Like know. who the who else besides like sad straight girls, guys like Jeff, and like gay guys would like Tiffany? Like that's like literally why I is I'm like Tiffany in my world to me. Right. Like that's why I assume any guy that's following me is like gay. Like it's like, oh, you're it's like you're a Tiffany fan. Okay, of course. Yeah. So and then they they're like interviewing. So Jeff's like chilling. Like he gets there hours. Like they're still building the stage. It's eight a.m. Yes, and it's like she plays on the beach and it's free. And he's like, no, that's my towel. That's my towel. And then people are like coming to talk, like walking down the beach. And he's like, that's my towel there. And, and dude, like, the guys were like planting the stakes for the stage yes. are there at 8 a.m. And he's like, this is. And he's like, wait, can we talk about the fa- the lesbian moment? Yes. I wanted to talk about that because he's like, he's like, what? Um, oh, wait, hold on. We left out one big part. The there was a Tiffany concert when she was popular, where a guy showed up with a gun. Oh no, the Rebecca Schaefer of it all. Yes, I'm so sorry. And they sent him away, and then he showed up at. The home of Rebecca Schaefer. There was a TV show on at the time starring Pam Dauber. And there was a the B cast member, the daughter or the sister. No, there were sisters. Pam, Pam Dauber was one sister and her younger sister was an actress called Rebecca Schaefer. And the show was called My Sister Sam. I, I believe it was on CBS. Dude, can I tell you yeah. something? When I was like five years old, I lived mostly at the beach with my grandma. And in Massachusetts, living at the beach means you get one television station. And it played Bosom Buddies and it played My Sister Sam. And so I grew up, you know, these people were essential to the fabric of my being. Yeah. And I remember Rebecca Schaefer got murdered. Yeah. And... My family, I remember them talking about it above my head. And it's only when I thought about this because of the movie that I realized, oh, my God, that was the show that everyone was being like, don't tell her. Oh, that's nuts. What happened? Why there was a replacement character? Because they brought in a replacement character. Um, Yeah, I I remember this happening. It was a big deal. There was a big, there was a lot of stalker murders in the eighties. There was, there was an actress in the eighties called Teresa Saldana that was, that was being stabbed to death, like in the parking structure of her apartment or like outside her house and her fucking 
Barklets guy saved her, like pulled the guy off her and beat beat his ass. And I think they, the Barklets guy did yes, that. And they made him a cop. And not long after that, this Rebecca Schaefer, some guy fucking walked up to her door, knocked on her door, and she yeah. everybody goes, Oh, somebody's on a TV show, so they live behind gates. Let me tell you something. Sandra Bullock lives behind gates and she fucking heard a sound in her fucking hallway and opened her bedroom door. And there was some asshole standing in her hallway. Like it's fucking terrifying. This Rebecca Schaefer, the, the guy that murdered Rebecca Schaefer, like I think they say weeks before or not long before, showed up to a Tiffany concert with a 357 Magnum handgun intending clearly to murder Tiffany Renee Darwish. Tiffany Renee Darwish. And like, can I tell you something yes. that confused me so much about this? Honestly, he wasn't even loyal. Like, he didn't even have one person he stalked. Like, he was just, like, out there stalking. Like, that is what's so scary about it. It's like you go with Tiffany Renee Darwish, like Jeff or Kelly, and you stay on Tiffany Renee Darwish. But, like, you do not go to random Rebecca Schaefer's house. She's just living her life all about Sam or whatever the fuck it's called. My sister Sam. My sister Sam. Living her fucking life. And just getting it. It's upsetting. Pam Dauber, who once bought Yayo from a family member of the uh, the regular co-host of the show, Ed Daly. He's mentioned many times on the show. Uh, Okay. Then. Okay. (laughs) Then. It was the 80s. Then. He's at. Jeff's at the concert. On the beach in Santa Cruz. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. It's very, um, what's what's the move? It's Kiefer Sutherland, the Lost Boys. It's very also Pride when Pride yes. was open yes. for all people. Yes. And, like, you could go watch Nicki Minaj and, like, all of a sudden there's fucking families out yes. there. Yeah. And you're like, you don't care about Pride. You just want to see Nicki Minaj. Like... It's a little like, and by the way, in that sense, I feel Jeff's defensiveness yeah. because I'm like, what are you doing at pride? Like, as if I have a reason to be at pride, but like, I'm like, what are you doing at pride? You don't deserve to be here. You didn't earn the Nicki Minaj concert. Yes. You didn't live through childhood trauma. And he's telling it to the security guards and they're actively walking away from him. Like they don't even make eye yeah. contact. There's no deal between the two security guards. They just both realize like, if we don't start walking away, this guy will talk forever right. and they stroll away. But I want to know what role does lesbianism re- play in acquiring stage access? First of all, because well, that seems here's to be- my, hold on, here's hold my- on. One more thing. Okay. One more thing for you to answer. What is butt bumping? I think that's like a, an 
uh, twerking of oh, yesteryear. OG twerking. Um, but I would say that I think that it was a bridesmaids. What do you call it when they a bachelorette party? I think it was. Do you love that? I don't know that. Like. <laughs> How am I of my age and I don't know the name of a bachelorette party? It's a, I think it was a bachelorette party. Like, I do not think they were the lesbians Jeff claims them to be. I don't take him, of course, again, not a reliable narrator. So I don't take him at face value. I honestly, in my mind, envisioned it to be a bachelorette party. Yeah, but then they... Later, they're interviewing people after the show, and Jeff does that thing where he's such a fucking douche, where they're interviewing a woman who, hey, who knows? She could be an alternative lifestyle. It's not for me to know one way or the other. She deserves her shot is, like, the point. Right. And she's, like, explaining her love for Tiffany, and then Jeff's like, Actually, I know more fucking details about her and I just wish I could be there because straight up, I would kick Jeff directly in his fucking dick because this guy is a fucking asshole. He's the kind of guy that needs to know more about everything than you and I fucking hate that person and I will hate that person till the day I die. We're all just doing this life. We're all just trying to like the things we like. And you can't like something more because you fucking ran the Degrassi message boards. Like you're just, you're just enjoying it the same as I wouldn't say that that's, I don't, I wouldn't say that that's fair. It's just an example. It's just an example. I came up with (laughs) like, I don't, it's just off the top of my head. But like also fuck you. But like additionally, There's a reason why they didn't have Jeff confront the guy that looked like Chris Watts, who was like an NKOTB. Like, oh, he went to the NKOTB concert to see her. He was like, he's. But then he left as soon as Tiffany got off because he said her her new album, Just Me, probably one of the best albums ever recorded. So that guy was hiding something, right? Like, let's be honest. There's something going on there. He was closeted. Well. No, he was hiding that he has fucking bodies in a freezer. Like, I don't think this man was gay. I think this man was hiding bodies in a freezer. By the way, can I ask you, because it's going to bother me, did I hear you enter your hand into, like, an envelope of beef jerky? No. Oh, okay. It's like I'm chewing? No, it doesn't sound like you're chewing. It doesn't sound like you're chewing. Did you hear this? Yeah. That sounded like an envelope of beef jerky. This is my moleskin notebook, right? Oh, it's so it's so crispy. I will tell you though, like there is a you, yeah. Uh Like if I worked in a sound effects department, I'd be like, I'm doing a reaching into a beef jerky scene. Can you please flip your moleskin by my fully art? My yeah. Dude, it sounds like you're getting some. It sounds like you're taking a rip of beef jerky over there. Um, yes, well, I'm not, but I could. A jealous. Yeah. Either way, like I honestly I was thinking about the beef jerky I got at the top of uh, quarantine when I was like, "Oh, someday I'll only survive off of rice, a food I ate, yes. and yeah. uh, beef jerky." So, I don't like a. I don't like grain. Let me ask you, and me either. Let me ask you. A, a purely Los Angeles Valley 
Southern California question because I've talked about this on the show before. Yes, Tiffany did shape the person I am. Besides that. Okay. Sorry. What was the second question? I guarantee you where you live, there are lots of Armenian run liquor stores. Correct. And I often, I spend a lot of time in the San Fernando Valley and I often will stop at an Armenian liquor store and I will get some beverages at that liquor store. Right. And when I go up to the counter, there is without a doubt, nearly always several bins of beef sticks. Of Yeah. But that's every liquor store. Well, it's, I've put this out to the listeners before and they th- they thought I was insane. And oftentimes I would go up. You mean loose beef? Yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, loose beef. Just like loose beef. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's N- cultural. Not individually wrapped. And you go up and you go and you select your flavor. There's teriyaki, there's right. spicy, peppered, whatever. And undoubtedly, without it, without a, any question in my brain, I put my beers or bottles of wine or waters on the counter and I would select one of those beef sticks and I would get it with the tongs and I would buy it and I would eat it. And now in the era of COVID, there's never going to be. This is how I'm also proving that you're a clean freak because you just said, get it with the tongs. Well, there's tongs, right? No, I know there's fucking tongs. You're you're gonna grab it with your hand? No, but like you don't need to specify it if you're not a freak. That's not true. Like that's how you get it. Oh, it is true. (laughs) It is true. Not many people would specify with the tongs. Like people would know. But you were just trying to prove your cleanliness because of some fucking deep-rooted cleanliness issue within you. I don't prove anything. Like, I'm just saying that you don't, you don't reach in there. Okay, Brad. Like, literally, I'm over it. No, I'm over this fucking weird attitude around cleanliness what, there, with you. I don't have that. I, I mean, I'm just saying you do. Oh because, God. like, I, no, with the tongs, you say. So, well, obviously, what, no one's trusting a fucking bare-fisted piece of, course, of meat. Of like, of course, with the tongs. I'm just trying to draw the picture. You're the trying audience. to make it just, the clear little disposable sort of yes, tongs that it. you can replace get it. once a couple weeks. You, right, I get it. Have you, have you ever partaken in a meat stick and be... Will they cease to be a thing? Will they need to be individually wrapped for the future because of the pandemic? Well, if you're asking if I would snap into a Slim Jim, the answer is 100% yes. Well, Slim Jim's like, different. A Slim, will, a Slim Jim's a mass-produced no, thing that's individually wrapped. I will get, I'll get to my meat situation. Yeah. I'm Let me fucking work my way through it brad like honestly i with the slim jim yes i'll snap i like the short slim jims the most because i feel like they have the most snappiness once you get too long on a slim jim it gets crazy totally great they get soft soft on the edges 
I will say that I have a cousin who lives in Texas. He was part of the BP oil spill. Okay. So he got a nice settlement, bought himself a house, lives a great life. Good for him. That was now horrible. he, yeah. he bought a dehydrator. Now I bought a house. I bought a dehydrator difference between us. We do not hunt meat. So I have this dehydrator that I have for, I don't know what my fucking dreams of cauliflower pizza in 48 hours. Like I literally do not have them, but I have this dehydrator because I have dreams of like loose meat sticks in my life. Now I have always wanted to get something like that, maybe on a rest stop, maybe on a whatever. For sure. Loose, loose in Glendale. Do I want to loose meat in Glendale? No. So you've never had not it? Universally. Like, any definition of loose meat in Glendale, I've never had it. Like, I'm not interested in it. Like, never had it. Not interested. Like, I, I'm not... I also like, I don't know, like I'd be more likely to trust something like that. Not in Arizona. That'd be going too far. I would trust that in New Mexico or Texas, but I feel like there's an unholy, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Arizona is an unholy ground. I feel like I would not trust a loose meat from Arizona. Have you ever been to Mammoth? Where's that? So no. Because I feel like I have been to Mammoth, but I think it's in Maine. No, it's the Eastern Sierra. Yeah, well, Maine is in the Eastern Sierra. Hold on. Um, Eastern Sierra, Nevada mountains. Oh, no, I've never been to that. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm just saying there's a lot of jerkies and loose meats on the way. They're known for it. They're known. No, like one time my mom was like engage like not engaged to a guy but she was dating a guy very seriously and we went on a tour of uh north pacific sort of areas yeah. and i don't think we went to mammoth no, but like i would say yeah. like when she was engaged to that guy we'd go skiing a lot yeah. where'd you, and i love i uh like like uh the northeast uh, like uh, i well, first of all, Wachusett's Mountain is, like, where you'd go to, like, get dropped off on a Friday night. And your mom would give you, like, three hours alone on Wachusett yeah. and then you'd come back home. And you'd just, like, for me, I'd just, like, shred some moguls. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would be alone. I wouldn't even be talking to anyone. I would know people there from school, but I would come alone and I would leave alone. So like cold, I was the session at night, though. You have to be real. Dude, no, I loved like that. that though. Like, and my mom was probably so happy now that I look back. Like her teenager was burning like energy on the on the peaks. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, oh my God, what was the place I loved in Maine? Um, oh my god, Killington. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you just go like shred at Killington, and like what my favorite part was is like I went to Killington and I brought two CDs. I brought whatever the Dave Matthews CD was that Crash was on, horrible. And then I brought Under the Table and Dreaming, and then I brought um fucking uh God shuffled his feet by the Crash Test Dummies, and I became Jeez. a creationist, yeah. dude. That album is a bop and like i own it on vinyl like that album really cuts deep it's like if you want some creationism rock right there go no, also canadian this is a canadian 
Canada centric. First we had Arthur. You're completely fucking dumb and wrong about that though. Like that was like one of your biggest fucking fumbles. I, I read the wiki. Like, this is American Canadian. Arthur's American. Okay. No, because there's a PBS show. Like, duh, no offense, but like get a life. Like, are you kidding me? I I told you about Arthur. I don't want to hear about it again. So it's Ke- insane. So Kelly goes to her first ever. And that, that that's a big reveal in this movie. Wait, by the way, it's scary that I literally was like, who's Kelly? Right. Like, we've gone so far off on this podcast. Mm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. The um, Kelly goes to her first ever Tiffany concert. And that's a big reveal, right? Like, she's the biggest Tiffany fan in the world. She's never... Tiffany hasn't like I'm stunned that she's still performing and this Kelly's never been to a show. And then it's, they don't really do a great job of telling telling a story here because she goes to the concert in Denver and she's very early, but also it's dark. And she's like, I don't know. Like I thought there'd be more people here. And then they show her walking away and she's like, she calls Luis and she's like, hey, I'm really sad. Like she starts to cry and she's like, I don't like they wouldn't accept my. Bold of you to assume it was Luis she was calling because I thought it was her sister that like brought her to Tiffany in a coma. No, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that it was Luis that she was talking to. There's there's some reason for me to believe that it was Luis. She, she, for some reason, thinks she can get into the show with a photocopy of her ID. Question for you, Molly Mackler. What about it? A, why does she need ID to get in? Is, is this a will call situation where her tickets are left at the window? Oh, that's an excellent point. Who And also, who thinks they can get into something with a photocopied ID? We know. Well, like, back when I was in school, like, you absolutely could get into bars showing the photocopy of your permit. Oh, get the fuck out. Not on the West Coast. Not, not in Southern California. You can pull that bull. I mean, it wasn't easy. Like, you were probably mostly getting in because you looked, like, over 17 and, like, cute you know what i mean like it was probably like a thing where for guys it was a little bit harder unless they look like they had money um and you know guys that could be harder than than being a white straight man that's i've been saying i would say yeah so hard um no can you imagine being like a guy that's black and looks 17 no trying to go to a bar in college nightmare scenario Like in terms of in terms of being able to drink underage, yeah. nightmare scenario, possibly greater nightmare scenario, but we won't get into that. Yeah. But I will say, so she has her fucking ID photocopied. We get through that, but then she shows us a picture of her ID photocopied, and she's written over the, I guess either male or non-gender specific part of her ID, oh, and is written a. An F in bold ass letters. That's the problem. She probably did have her actual ID, right? But she didn't, it was misgendered. Yeah. And that's like, honestly, that that breaks my fucking heart because 
that's especially if they're if someone is born intersex not that it should make that much of a difference but like honestly like assuming most people aren't trying to pull some criminal activity if someone is trying to actively change something about their identity on their id they should be believed especially if it's a gender issue that makes me feel fucking terrible it makes me feel terrible Kelly couldn't go to see, but Jeff could. Jeff can go see Tiffany, but Kelly is over here dealing with a complex sexual and physical identity and has to photocopy their ID to write an F over it. That is fucking upsetting. And so then her alcoholic ass goes to the fucking store and she buys a fifth of vodka, like off a shelf, warm. And, and... Jaeger. Jaeger, baby. She got the Jaeger Mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. And she literally, so then we see a little montage of her drinking alone in her apartment. And there's a moment where she's smoking a cigarette in her apartment and she makes a gesture to seemingly no one. That's like an, I don't care. Like, uh, like a little like head tilt and I don't care. Like, what's that? What of it? That there is a what of it. And she is making that to seemingly no one. Maybe it was Luis. Um, Probably not happy at this juncture. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's literally heartbreaking to watch her have this meltdown over the fact that like, literally Jeff, Jeff's ass can wander into that shit. No problem. Like the fucking old ass pervert dude. He is virginity in 85. Tiffany Renee Darwish going for it. Like absolutely not. Like Kelly 10 out of 10. I rank Kelly a 10 out of 10 Tiffany fan. Totally. 100%. Hey, I'm looking at, look at the Zencaster right now. Can you see it? What about it? Well, I see. My- oh, three hours. No, no, no. I see my. Um- oh no, I see me. Okay. I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through. It's fine. Okay, I'm here. All right, cool. Um, okay. So, oh, I'm here. S- GlamourCon. Yeah. Jeff goes to GlamourCon, so I don't mean tiffany did playboy she did playboy and i want to approach this in a respectful way i'll tell you first and foremost sex workers are some of my favorite people on the planet oh yeah no there's no i'm all for anybody that wants to show their body in any way to do anything to do earn a dollar i'm hundred percent. No. And also the nicest people like you will find no one. You will never find anyone nicer than a porn star. Truly. Yes. No, I'm, I'm with it. Um, Tiffany does playboy and there's a, there's a glamor con convention, which is like, seems like a, like a low end version of what's the one they have in Vegas. Adult AVN. AVN. Yeah. Uh, it's like that, but like smaller. I worked for a porn website for a while. Oh, really? I've been to porn sets. Yeah. Like I worked for Flushbot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was part of Gawker Media. Right. So, like, right. they, as a videographer, they'd send me out. Yeah. And I worked for Fleshbot in, like, probably some of the most – it like, probably the most professional experience I've had in Hollywood has been on the set of Asian Chicks 9. Mm-hmm. Um, Asian Chicks 9 was very good to me. Nicest girls, so professional. Like, you came in, there was, like, cookies and treats, like – out on the counter, ready for their fucking union meal. Like it was, it was adorable. Beautiful. I would, I couldn't recommend Asian Chicks Nine to anyone more. I, I feel like people in my audience have for sure seen Asian Chick Chicks Nine. I personally have. Guys, look for my profile. I gave myself terrible bangs before that happened. You'll be able to see them probably. You're in Asian Chicks Nine. <laughs> Yeah, I gave myself bangs because I was poor in my apartment, and I gave myself bangs. And so maybe if you look in Asian Chicks 9, you'll be able to catch a shadow of me on the set. But they were too professional for that. So Beautiful. So Jeff goes to GlamourCon to meet up with Tiffany Renee Darwish, who's his best friend. And she shows up, and you can tell she's – and you got to put it on Tiffany at this point, like – I break anybody that's been for years that showed up with a fucking katana sword. Like you gotta, at some point fucking let him know, like, this is no, the answer is no. And she shows up and she's like, Hey, Oh yeah. He comes up and he fucking plants the most disgusting kiss on her fucking cheek. Mm-hmm. And she is clearly her stomach turns at it, but she allows it to happen. And at some point you got to go, look, I get it. You're here. You're obsessed with me, but no, we're right. not doing this anymore. This is it. We've done it. It's not happening anymore, but she allows it to happen. But I like that. Jeff said of GlamourCon, he goes, I think he goes to his church to talk about, GlamourCon, and he said he talked about how they're all saved right yeah. he said it's it's a place where people go to make friends and renew friendships right which is a weird description and renew jerking off but like literally also this is him trying yeah not to quote taylor swift but like this is him trying yeah. like he's literally trying to figure out a way to talk about this in jesus court aka church and like report a good report from his weekend at the porn convention yeah he's trying to say hey i was at this thing but here's what it was and then finally we get to the point he said everyone in that room was saved yeah that's what he said he said everyone in that room was saved like as if the in the priest says like amen to that like and everyone in the pre and like you heard one woman yeah one woman in the in the back was like uh when he started with the next part of it like it was it was too much, it was too much. it's too much it's too Jeff yeah it's too Jeff do you think Jeff called with like the like forward facing you know she does martial arts thing because jeff heard around the bend that kelly was super athletic because like their friendship at the beginning is sort of based in athleticism that's a really good point i had not thought about that like maybe it was a low it's like the tinder dudes that will search your social media 
Tender dudes. <laughs> Tender. It's like the dudes on Bumble. <laughs> Raya. Hinge. That will learn. No, I had the best one was like a guy yeah. wrote to me on Tinder and wrote like cool taste and drinks. And like I didn't know what he was talking about. And it was because I was holding like a coffee or like a mimosa or like something in a lot of my pictures. And I just what I don't realize is that I was holding drinks, but like to this guy, my, my friend Sonny said to me, Molly, like imagine how hard he's trying. Like, and I was like, Oh my God, you're so right. Like this guy is trying imagine. to find a way to connect with me. So he writes cool taste and drinks. Cause he took the time to suck in. That out of all of the things, if there's one thing in common, it's that I'm holding some sort of beverage. Like, that is, like, you have to honestly, like, you can't feel anything but respect at a certain mm. point. Because, like, your brain goes into a infinity making patterns. And you're like, okay, I feel so bad. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Are you making fun of no. me? Is this some sort of inside cool drinks? No, no, no. no. No, I'm not making fun of you, but I, de- I definitely don't feel any kind of empathy for the guy. I don't. I feel like he's a huge loser and that. No, he, I think he is a huge loser. I just thought it was like the pretty, I think of production. And so I was thinking that might be the production of it all. Yeah. Because then Tiffany takes a fucking bus to Las Vegas with a framed photo of Tiffany, Tiffany. a silver framed yeah. What did I say? Said Tiffany takes a bus. Kelly takes yeah. a bus with a framed photo of Tiffany. How, I, wonder, to Las Vegas. I wonder how these guys afford this. And then you see that they're um, sharing a room, which is. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Kelly's a reality in- show. No, it's perfect yeah. because like Kelly is incredibly clear that yeah. she is only there because Jeff has the room And Jeff is incredibly clear that he views Kelly as a man. And he wrote, you get a hermaphrodite, you take your pick. And so like the, the vibe with Jeff is like, he's just letting us know no homo. Like he's giving us a a major no homo vibe with that line. Um, But then um, Kelly says to him, and this is another, you're not a sportsman. So you might not know. Kelly is totally uh, stoked. The Broncos just signed Jerry star football player, Jerry Rice as the four string receiver. And now I don't know anything about that, but to me it sounded like a slam because the Broncos are so good. Denver Broncos, right? Yes. So the bit is that the Denver Broncos are so good that Jerry Rice would be a fourth string for them. That's the bit. Well, he was at the end of his career. So okay. And also, oh, so they were just she. That was just a fact. Also, yeah, and also, well, I think she was a little too excited because it was it was literally. I think he might have gone to the Raiders for a couple games after that, but it was literally the end of the line. Right. No, I remember you're okay. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Also, I, think, I think it's apropos to mention that a buddy of mine was producing a talk show that, um, 
Jerry Rice was a guest on one time and Jerry Rice had to stop for a second and ask the crew if they had any lotion for his legs. Ooh, full disclosure. Well, he's made me sick on the show before, so I don't. He had like pruny ass shit. Like, what was going little, on? He might have been getting a little ashy, but he was a little dry. He's a little dry, and unfortunate. Yeah, and he needed. I relate. He needed to, stop. you know, as a man, he needed to stop in the middle of what they were doing to get a little lotion for his legs. I respect that yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Honestly, that shows a certain amount of awareness that I really appreciate. So Jeff and Kelly are staying in a room together and the room is, I don't know. It's it's what you share with your friends when you're drunk in college in Montreal. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Like if, if you could take a screenshot of this room that they're in and just be like, this is sadness. And just everybody could be like, could always feel better about themselves if they just looked at this picture. It's circuit circus. It's circus like yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. It's circuit circus. Did you miss the sports moment when Jeff threw his disposable water cup away and he said Kobe? It. He dunked it. He yeah. He well, because um after the Jerry Rice thing, um Kelly's like Jerry Rice, fourth string wide receiver. And he's like Jeff <laughs> Jeff like kind of shits on her and he's like Oh, I don't fuck like fuck sports. Like I don't want to do sports. And then one scene later, he throws his McDonald's trash. Like actually, kind of a good shot. It's like pretty far from the trash. Like a true G, yeah, like a true G. He throws that McDonald's cup away, fires it into the trash, and he and then he's like Kobe. So yeah, he it? stunts on Kelly's ass. And by the way, that's what this whole trip is about is him stunting on Kelly's ass. Yeah, like she's such a little fucking bitch for showing up to Las Vegas and trying. What a loser. Like what a loser to bother to show up. But also Kelly kind of calls him out because at some point he's like, you know, I'm not, I don't know like what her trip is, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, are you actually gay or what? Which I felt like needed to be asked earlier in the movie, right? Like, kind of a yeah. No, he's straight. He's straight. He just fights against fascism. Um, and then Kelly does her makeup, and good for her. Right, because there's a lot of stops and starts, and I. I Hi, sisters. You know you got to get your James Charles on. I feel it. She. Because it was it was the thin eyebrow era, which is a tough, right. which was a tough time for everybody. Like, look back at some pictures of Gwen Stefani, beautiful woman from the early two. My favorite, my queen. Yeah. I fucking I cultural appropriation aside, like yes. I've always said, I could never meet Gwen Stefani. Like, out of every celebrity in Hollywood, I could never meet her because she's too Jesus like for yeah. me. And- like she. Yeah, I could not. I could never. I moved to California because I was into all that SoCal shit. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Like I, I, I love her. She was the queen of the thin eyebrow era, and Kelly's trying to do the thin eyebrow thing where she's like basically with a yeah blue liquid, yeah. a blue liquid. That's the that's the big part of the problem is that Kelly might have not realized when she ripped it from the Maybelline rack. Yeah. That it was not the dark brown that she required. It was, in fact, the electric blue. No, it's a t- it's a tough spot to be in her 
in in for her and you feel for her and then she spends the whole night in that circus circus bathroom which i just look it stresses me out it stresses me dude out. it's i tanya shit it's literally i tanya like when she's wiping the the fucking cream blush on her yeah. cheeks like you're literally like oh my god your entire career is facing you right now and you are not emotionally prepared for it paint your face like a whore and get out there. And so Kelly does her best. And like, by the way, Jeff is negging her the entire time. At one point she holds up like a, an exercise book. That's like how to lose the fat or whatever. And Jeff's like, huh? Oh, if you do that, you might get your gut roll gone. And like, you might be able to like, and it's like, Jeff keeps bringing up her gut roll. And at one point, He's like pointing out what a whore outfit she's trying to wear. And he's like, oh, those, do you have the hoops? And of course, then Kelly pulls out gold hoops and with her brassy blonde hair that is completely box dyed, Jeff goes, oh, the hoops match your hair. And I'm like, I'm wanting to die for her, like as a woman, like as a woman who has tried to make things happen for myself magically in my life. And as a woman that has like literally, even struggle to be one-tenth of the feminist that Kelly is attempting to be here. One-tenth of the, uh, like, attempt to, like, put herself together. I have never put my eyebrows on. I am so privileged to literally have my fucking facial things in the right location that I've never had that worry. And I look at that and I say, Jeff, Fuck you. Yeah, I totally Fuck agree. you, Jeff. Fuck Jeff. Because Jeff's, let's be honest, Jeff's fatter than Kelly. Like he's making- No, I know. The fucking gall. Like for him to talk about. Because I think what he was looking at with Kelly is that Kelly had a completely fit figure. But she had, like, if you were going for the model figure, she had 10 to 15 to lose. Objectively. Totally. Meanwhile, Jeff is this fucking pudgy wudgy over there, this fucking Winnie the Pooh bear ass bitch sitting over there being like, yeah, you could lose 10 to 15. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were a scout for IMG models, you fucking bitch. Like, are you kidding me? Like, go find another honeypot, bitch. Like, just go die. Like, literally stick your head in another fucking honey tree and figure it out. Because I don't know what to do for you, Jeff. So they go to the concert. And I was feeling it for Kelly because – it was yes. the, it was the experience of her life. She'd never been to a Tiffany concert. She loves Tiffany. Now I don't know why Tiffany was on stage with the Thunder from Down Under. I don't know. <laughs> like, like I don't think Magic Mike was a thing at that point. So it was it was happening. Well, no, the Chippendales yeah. have been terrorizing Dancing Bear. Like as a straight woman, I don't get it. As a straight yeah. woman, I it's do only not get. Men. It's for gay men, like right? Like, it's for gay men. And like I'm I blame straight women for playing into it. Totally. Like, let it be a gay thing. Yeah. Like, we don't have to show up and pretend to clap because a man has abs. Like, what is grosser than muscles? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. in actual life, what is grosser than like muscles? It's disgusting. It's, it's so funny. Uh but, Ke- so but Kelly really enjoys it. And then of course they go and they like meet up with Tiffany after the show and she's very kind, much too kind to them. Jeff 
is like sitting at a fucking cocktail table with her. Like it does look like he's getting bottle service with her, but it was just him getting too comfortable in a seated by position. His picture taken with a fucking disposable camera. But he acts like he like is pointing out that Kelly, cause Kelly's waiting in line like everybody else, like Jeff did. You know, it's a little, a little, little editing trick there, but Jeff also waited in line just like Kelly. And, uh, well, we can't forget that Jeff was putting in a good word for Kelly as he promised. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's true. And, but then after like they go back to the room, the disgusting room and Kelly's life is made like she's a changed yeah. person. Like it was a transformative experience for her. She's gone to, she's, come to a new place in her life. It's something she'd always wanted to do. And Jeff's like a no big deal about it, whatever. And Kelly has to set him straight. Like she has to shut him down, like shut the fuck up pretty much. Like, let me have my moment. It was amazing. And then that's it. And then Kelly's back on the bus to uh, Denver. It's It's dark. Yeah. Back on, she is back. We watch her take her cab to the bus station where she sits her ass down on a Greyhound bus for God knows how long. But this is, then Jeff goes back to Santa Cruz. And this is the twist I've alluded to. He goes back to his apartment in Santa Cruz, which has been, we skipped over the part where I got dehoardered. The hoarders people came in and got the dumpsters and threw away all his newspapers and shit. Okay. He goes back to his apartment and he gets out all his fucking headshots and his clippings of Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Who he is an equal fan of to Tiffany. No, like, but truly time's up. Like, hashtag time's up on Jeff because this motherfucker, like, he's like, okay, what did he write? I have it in a quote here. Um, Okay, so he writes, um, it felt very good when we kissed each other and hugged each other. That's about Tiffany. But then he says, you know, in 10 years, I see myself married. I don't know if I'll have kids, but like he chuckles there. And he goes, a lot has changed in my life. You know, the realization of Alyssa. So he basically, he has this realization of Alyssa 20 years too late because he's up on that Alyssa Milano CD, which like even Alyssa Milano would say in his sideways Drew Barrymore ass mouth is like, oh yeah, my fucking album. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he starts going through pictures of her in a magazine and he recalls the Kelly era because he he says about Alyssa Milano, a fucking gorgeous woman, way too much eye makeup. That's his first note about the picture he has tucked away of her. Who the fuck is he? And then the second one, way too much grease where she has what would probably be considered in today's era the perfect korean beauty glow up where she has that glowy face where she looks young she's looking gorgeous 
no makeup, low makeup, like, come on, we're killing it. Like, she's killing it. And this disgusting ogre is at his house in Santa Cruz judging her. What world do we live in? I know. I know. How can you be a stalker of two well, that's what I'm saying about the Rebecca Schaefer thing. Yeah. Like, I know it's disgusting to say that. Like, yes. please, God, wipe it out of my mouth and brain. But, like, literally, like, how could you kill someone when you're low-key a bigger Tiffany stan? Unbelievable. Like, how would you want, uh, like, you know, not to be like, oh, I'm in the mind of a killer. But, like, if I'm in the mind of a killer... I'm going for one chick. I'm not going for the fucking whoever answers the door material. Like I, as you know, not super sportsy. I like the LA Dodgers. Right. If if for some reason I try to go to the clubhouse and blow all the guys and they turn me down, I don't immediately fucking hop on a plane to Pittsburgh and try to blow the fucking pirates. Like I'm a Dodger fan. That's my team. I don't fucking have two teams. You got one. Right. I mean, well, like I almost feel like if I was a stalker, I would be looking for whoever didn't open the door. Like if Rebecca Schaefer opened the door, I'd be like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. And I turn away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't want. Like, I'd be like, well, like, why would I want the one who opens right. the door? Yeah. I want, want the one. The one... You, you want them to resist. Uh, absolutely. Thing, right? If you're stalker material, it's like the the chase. Yeah. The Kelly gets a friend. Right? Yeah. Abby. She and Abby is. Seems sort of normal. They met in a doctor's office, yeah. which I would say is like the first thing that tipped me off to Abby not being normal. No, I don't think trans. Okay. Like, I just like wonder what medical office they met in. You, you're talking about a, a brain doctor, maybe. A well, generally, like, I'm just like, generally, like, are you at your GP? Yeah, no. Like, are you at, like, are you going to get like a fucking, like, are you at right. the OBGYN? No, they wouldn't have the same because, like, doctor. Because like, it would make me more compassionate, I think, to Abby if I knew what specific area of medicine they were both experiencing. That's a, real, that's a really good point. And, but it turns out that they have a shared interest of beer. They both love beer. beer. They like to drink beers. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, some t- occasionally will go. And I was like, honey, occasionally, right. like I'm sitting over here like, honey, okay. Occasionally on an occasion, you guys drink beer. Like, come on. You guys are fucking blacking out Monday through Sunday. Yeah. I'm seeing full blown beer blackouts. Like they go to Kelly's place we still see that Kelly is in living in disarray yeah. in the faux Tiffany wainscoting of it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she they're drinking beer. They're doing she's doing Hans and Franz impressions. Oh my god. I, I specifically didn't make a clip of that because it was so sad. 
to the point where she's like, I am Hans and Franz from Saturday Night Live. Like she, she had to do the thing that you don't do where you say right. the thing that you're doing. And it was like such a bummer. I was really sad for everybody involved in that. Yeah, that was, it was really rough. And then, um, you know, so then we find out that Kelly is getting a job as a bicycle. Uh, she's getting a job as a in a bicycle career, as she says. Yeah, I think she was doing so be, like, t- t- um, what do you call it? Mess bike bicycle messenger. Yeah. And she says, to, "I'll be flying around the mile 15. Oh God, that's so like I hate it. I hate that narrative yeah. because Kelly's body is actually like pretty slamming computer. Like, com- considering yeah. that she doesn't have like a full estrogen or testosterone influence yet in her body but like also like who cares like who cares if she is like 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 15 extra it by the way it was never even 15 like it's never even been 15 pounds with kelly with kelly it's like don't drink water for three days and you'll be fine like literally whatever but then she goes okay Kelly says she'll be getting a a career in bicycle riding and she'll be quote unquote flying around the mile high city at extreme speeds. Beautiful. Athleticism, by the way, you guys speaking to the audience, this is why you subscribed. She's beautiful. Like she's, she's, she's aiming high. She also says, and I feel like I need to read this quote because I'm the true fan in this nation. Kelly says that she'll be getting a job as a bis- in the bicycle career, and she's getting breast implants, so watch out, Britney Spears. And she's also having a surgery to remove her gender. Yeah. So a couple things there where you announced that you're the true fan. That's the most Jeff thing you could ever do. I'm a true Britney Spears fan more than you are. So get a life. Like, honestly, you would literally have to show me a tattoo to tell me that you're a bigger Britney fan than I. I thought you were saying you were the bigger fan of this movie. Well, I've only had like 12 more years with it than you have. But like, I would say that you probably maybe are a bigger fan. But this is the most Jeff shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I've never never talked to a more Jeff. Dude, I'm the biggest Jeff ass bitch. And I have told you that since the beginning of this podcast. I texted you before this that I hate Jeff as someone who both hates being around a Jeff and am a Jeff. I am a Jeff. Congratulations. You beat it out of me. I told you two hours before we were fucking recorded this podcast that I'm the bigger Jeff out of the two of us. Well, it, it all works out in the end. I don't know if anybody's done like a YouTube, where are they now? Like what's going on? I would like to see. It's been a while. It's been more than a decade. I would like to see what, not, not so much Jeff. I could give a fuck about him. I would like to see what Kelly's up to these days. I've hoped things have worked out for her. I'd like to know what Abby's doing, Luis. I'd like to see if she's still in that apartment with the pictures like shoulder high around the wall. Well, okay. Here's a question. 
that I think everyone needs to answer, which is why did Tiffany agree to being in this documentary? That's a really good point. Well, Tiffany had nothing. Let's be honest. Tiffany. There is a Fox News article. Yes. But it doesn't refer to this. Yeah. (laughs) Tiffany peaked in 88. Like she was trying to hold on. She was trying to get something going. I need to know. Are Tiffany Renee Darwish and Ben George still together? That's that's my answer. Oh, I don't know. There was that one moment where Jeff was like, haha, when Tiffany and her husband got into a margarita soaked battle. And I'm like, okay, Jeff, I think that like Tiffany was domestically abused yeah. based off of like, the way you're sort of summing it up in a cute way. Like, I don't know. I felt like it was very dark, yeah. like whatever happened there. Yeah, no, that's heavy. I'm, I'm just going to look. We're going to wrap this up, but I'm going to look up. Tiffany. I'm looking it up right now. Like I'm trying to find out. Jeff Turner talks about past loves on YouTube. Okay. Oh, the original mall tour. Oh, she's from Norwalk. Uh, New Jersey? No. Norwalk is like one of those places. It's kind of like near LAX, but inland. Ew. Yeah. I hate LAX. Do you know Downey? Yeah, one of my really good friends is from Downey. That's where Norwalk is. It's right next to Downey. Um, Dude, I fucking love going to Paula's house. My friend mom's Paula's house. Like, I love going there and eating roast beef. She has the best fucking... Oh, my God. I would kill for her pot roast right now. Oh, she's lesbian. She's Lebanese, Tiffany. A Native American. Oh, hold on. Oh, she was married to a guy. No. Oh, she had a kid. Ben? No, she had a kid. Yeah, Elijah. That was with her first husband. Oh, Bulmaro Garcia, her first husband. She married British businessman. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Benjamin George. Simon Monjack vibes. Ben George in 2004. Uh, the couple mute mutually agreed to separate and have since divorced. Yeah. So she's back out there. Maybe she's going to finally hook up with. She has. I mean, I think it's happening. I don't know. I feel really good about it for them. Sure. He's waited long enough. If his loyalty is improving by now, I mean, I think it's on her. He's, he's he's full captain, captain Savaho. He's, he's hung out on the side waiting for his moment. And his moment is now, now is his moment. Dude, how am I not finding like a Kelly McCormick Tiffany vibe? I don't know. I feel like that would be on YouTube. Dude, I feel like that's why this it the this like documentary is a real moment in time because I remember when I had to buy this on Vimeo. Get the f- because it wasn't mass released, yeah. and now it's on Amazon Prime. Like, do you have some sort of like? cyber connection that you can download this because i do not know how and if i I ever how to do that you don't know how to do i feel like no i don't know how to do that it's gonna be available forever though like now i'm gonna turn to the users and ask the listeners do you guys know how to download this because i fucking truly don't and i used to know how to steal 
or do we anything do I want on we the internet. We don't, we pay for content, but also this is one of those things that will always be free for sure. Dude, a Taylor Swift fan got fucking busted by the feds for leaking a credit card number so c- people could buy copies of her new single. How dope is that? That's pretty, that's pretty fire. It's pretty sick. Good for them. Okay. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Bye. <laughs> Molly McAleer. Uh, Malls, what's up with your Twitter? Like, I need you to be. A, I don't know. I, I'm locked out. They think I'm seven months old. Yeah, but I need you to, I need you to be able to promote our association because you are much more. It does. It does hurt the family. I yeah. will say yeah. me being locked out of Twitter hurts the family. Well, what but so like what you send one email. Hey, what's up with my Twitter? And then they pick, no, it's fu- not so much like that. You got a like blue I check. Had- you got a blue check. That's I a blue know. check. I had- I know. Trust if you're it don't be too exhausted by it because it's going to kill me. Because I am trying to be v chill about it. You should be. You should um, be. I will say that like a shocking amount of people have reached out to me to find out if I'm committing suicide or something like I it. Worried, like it was right after we did podcasts. Yeah, I was going to kill myself because you're fucking podcast. No, don't give yourself that much credit. Like, I literally got locked out because it thinks I'm seven months old. I'm so sorry. My Twitter is of no help to you right now. No, that's Um, what I'm talking about. Well, then link your fucking podcast on Instagram. I have an active audience on. I have a more probably engaged audience on there. I'll do it. I'll I don't know how to do that, but I will. Do a share on Spotify. Oh, my. I will teach you how to do a that. Fucking boomer. Yeah, that's that sounds like your problem. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'll teach you how to do it. It's very easy. Uh, okay. Are you a boomer or are you like Jenna? I think you're a, not a boomer. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm a boomer for the joke of it. It's a part of the narrative, right? Um, okay. Well, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm of no help to you. No. I am. I hope that your sports inclined listeners got through this with the Kobe reference of it all. I'm mostly so sorry for the three people that are still listening. No, the one and a half people that are still listening to this. If anybody got through all of this, they're so fucking rewarded for it because is there a free month of red circle in their future Mm -hmm. like i mean drop the code dog like what what do you want me to tell you um this molly this was so fun um i had a blast we're gonna do more shows together for sure uh, yeah, we're going to do a little cross promotion, yeah. I think, where we do some extras for you, some extras for me. Yeah. It's easy to talk to you. I mean, this took way too fucking long. I think everyone in America would agree. Yeah. But like, also, I could talk about this documentary for two more hours with you if you really wanted to extrapolate. It's, so it's really good. But we'll do when we do when we do cross stuff, we'll we won't tangent so much and go on for so long but um it was really fun to talk to you and i can't wait to do it again yeah Yeah. killing it dude thank you sure yeah uh molly mcaleer at malls on all platforms mother may i sleep with podcast are you gonna do is please advise dead because i'd be good for that too 
please is not dead forever, but it's dead for right now. When it comes back, it'll be in a different iteration because Christina is like killing it in her career and needs her time. But I do think it'll come back someday in video. Have have me, have me as a guest because I'm um, an amazing life coach. I'm stealing your brain for a lifetime, but like also, yeah, please life coach. All right. For Molly McAleer, my name is Brian Wagner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. Hell yes, the lifestyle's baller Podcast getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect The week in sports and culture and whatever Outcomers, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and the others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.